yeah, 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 you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. <laughs> Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. Uh, I did get a hold of Harrison this week, and we spoke for a bit. He said he needs to take a break, sort some shit out, deal with some stuff. Probably a good idea. I've been trying to take a break for like 15 years. You know, um, Dave, we've all been trying to take a fucking break our whole fucking lives, you know? I know. And shit gets in the way, so here we are. Exactly, and that's, what's ha- that's what happens. Uh, but I hope he's all right. I'm hoping he'll be back soon. Uh, but until he's back, we're going to have some co-hosts filling in, like my friend here, uh, John. John, uh, John Gabbia. Um, you've been right. on the show before. I've been on the show before, yes. Yeah. You've been, pa- I- Patreon. This is like the big time, though, now. Oh, wait, I mean, wait. You've, like, never, you've never been on the main show. I don't think so, man. I got more than like 200 people listening, so I got to be like really Oh, good shit. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is a big deal. So, uh, yeah. John, we, we, we promoted your, your comic, Dose, but this is like, and I think we promoted the Kickstarter, but this is the second issue just came out, right? Yeah, the second issue, well, it didn't just come out. It's coming out soon. So, yeah, we're, I'm doing a comic and a uh, science fiction comic, and I've been trying to draw comics for 20 fucking years, and finally I'm getting published again. So it's an exciting time. And cool. yeah, the fir- first issue came out. The second issue is coming out in November. It's in the previews catalog, which is the what all the comics come through to the stores. And But right now we're doing a, um, yeah Indiegogo campaign to fund the publishing. And uh, if anybody wants to check it out, you can go to my website, Dose Comic, D-O-S-E-C-O-M-I-C.com. There'll be a link to it. If you got, people want to pick up a copy, whatever. Do you, do you get, like, if you thing? donate when it comes out, do you get a free issue or something? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's like you donate. A hand and job. You get, you, get the, you get a hand job from me. <laughs> you and come to their house and you, just give them a hand job. Let me job. tell you, after drawing for 20 years, I've Ooh. got smooth fucking palms because I don't grip. fucking work hard with my hands, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you take a look at me, you'd think I'm, like, a rough dude, but I, I'm smooth, you know? So you're um, you're the artist And I'll tell you it, this, right? and I'll tell you this, though, I'll tell you this. I could give a better hand job to any guy than any woman because I know the equipment. You know what I mean? And I'm, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not gay. Like I know the plumbing. I mean, I've said this many times. Like I probably said this to my girlfriend too, and she got mad. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, hand job, don't even bother. Like I can do that way better than you. It's like you don't know? waste like, your don't, time. All right, yeah, baby. I don't even want to. I know. Yeah, you know. It's like <laughs> it's like some woman. You're like, oh yeah, I could eat you. I could finger you. She's like, no, you can't. Like she knows what she's doing to her, you know. So anyways, you know your own I, equipment, but so yeah, you're you know, the artist, right? You're the artist, the comic, I'm the, the artist, writer. I'm the artist. I work with uh, so the comic dose is, you know, I'm the artist, John, and my buddy, good buddy, Sean Ellis, talented writer. I hung uh, out with him when I went to Japan. Great yeah, guy. Yeah, you met him in Japan. Yeah, He's yeah, an awesome guy. guy. Cool guy. He's like a patron of the arts of comics and everything else. Guy loves comics. Just like, like he's a big fan of the pro wrestling, that's for sure. He is a huge fan of the pro wrestling. The and, Japanese uh, pro wrestling. 
which is pretty pretty weird. You know, yeah, that we, was that was one of the weirdest. You. That was one of the weirdest things I think we did in Japan. I mean, I think like you, like I, I like I'm not into wrestling. I don't care about that shit. Like I'm not into like watching all these sweaty guys in tights or whatever. But you know, we went to Japan and Sean was like fucking wrestling nerd. We went to this fucking thing. And it was far. Uh, it was even. You. It was it like was a forty minute fun. train ride outside Tokyo. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and I, I feeling I have a feeling because we're like in Japan, it's like everything's more fun. It's like if we're in San Francisco, it's like, dude, let's go to this like liquor yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, not gonna that do that. Sucks, but like you know, in Japan, you're like, oh, this is weird. They but, they do so, that here too. They do all like the local indie wrestling. It's like I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, like I in Japan, I, they're breaking light bulbs on each other's heads and like cutting well, their faces with like fucking extreme, barbed wire. You know? Yeah. So yeah, you go to the wrestling and they're doing all this crazy weird shit like that. So it's no, awesome. that was but, you cool. know, like. I think the cool, the weird, the most interesting part, like you, I thought you thought was was well, there were like all these little fucking girls in the audience just... screaming and yelling like crazy, <laughs> like they were like maniacs, like, and and maybe I'm being racist, I don't know, but like I look at these like little tiny Asian women, and you know you think like oh they're just like nice like like little people, and then you get to this fucking wrestling arena she was and these fucking little women are fucking going nuts, yeah like nuts. Crazy. And like they, yeah, they're all like. There's one that was kind of dressed like a little geisha. Like she was all like wearing a little yeah. kimono yeah. robe thing, and she was just screeching. She was going Remember fucking that? nuts. It's like yes. whoa. Well, the guy's like cutting this dude's face. It's crazy. It was fucking weird, it man. Was I've never seen anything like it. And but you know, again, like when you go to a place like Japan and you never been there, everything fucking see is like you've never seen anything like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen? Have you? Well, you didn't experience this because like Japan is like more. It's different as a lot of tourists, but when I first went there, like we used to see like businessmen like passed out on a fucking street, like like a, you would see a homeless person, but they're businessmen and like, like nobody suits. robs yeah. them, nobody fucking touches, nobody fucks. It's it's like you have this like um, instinct as an American to be like, are you sure that guy's alright? Like, uh, or then rifle through his you pockets have this kind of, and take his phone. Yeah, like you you have this attitude of like either somebody's going to rob you or you're the person like I could take advantage of that person, but like they don't have that mentality, you know? So it's just an odd place. Do you remember you know? we were on the train and there's some dude, I don't know if he's a businessman or not, but he was passed out and he had buffed like all over the ground and oh, his yeah, phone dude. fell in the buff. Yeah. Yes, yes. And no yes, one yes. touched his like oh, iPhone yeah, 12 or whatever, iPhone 11 or whatever. No one touched it. And that's it. very Japan. They won't even look at you, you know? Johnny has yeah. some fucking stories where like, because in Japan being drunk in public is legal. There's no law against it. So, like, you could just, like, puke on a fucking train in front of a bunch of people, in front of a cop. They, they can't arrest they won't you. Do they won't do anything. Yeah. They won't do anything. How you quickly know? do fact, you people... think that phone would have been ripped off in San Francisco, covered oh, in are puke? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Forget <laughs> about it. Like, two seconds. And not only that, the guy would have got mad at the fucking person who dropped the phone, probably kicked his ass for getting his for new phone dirty it. in a puke. Yeah, you know? Like, that's so, the American attitude. So, you know? Ellis so anyways, is the writer. You're the artist. So, so Sean, he's the writer. Many, many years ago, he came up with this concept, um, you know, about this comic that we're doing. And it's basically about this guy who's he. So so basically the kind of the, 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 the whole world is like set in like uh, if I could read this to you real quick. Dose is a unique representation of the superhero genre, which explores what would have happened to society if the technology and superhero population introduced by the silver age of comics grew exponentially uh and that's the world that they live in so like, so like in this everyone's place, a superhero or something it's it's basically like people have superpowers there's fucking like kaiju like like mutants walking down the street every it's like basically like everybody's seen everything everybody's supposed to be desensitized but in this world of course it's as if like superheroes have evolved and like 
that's what modern society is like. So you have this guy, his name is the Screwworm, and he's an ex-child superhero star, you know, and he's like lost to drugs and he's just like has no direction and he gets kind of caught up in this conspiracy uh, when he's going to score some weird meta drugs that we call it. So anyways, like Sean caught, came up with this concept many, many years ago in, in Korea and, you know, myself, uh, I've been wanting to draw comics since the early 90s. I went to Joe Kubert's School of Cartoon and Graphic Art. If you don't know who Joe Kubert is, he's like a legend in comics. And he, they had this like school. And I went to oh, school yeah, to yeah. learn how to draw comics. Where, in San Francisco or in New In York? Jersey. Oh, in New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. And it was, was, which is weird because it was a tiny little school, but there were like three people from New Jersey there. People, there were people from all over the fucking world there because Joe Kubert is like, at that time when he was alive, he was a living legend in comics. So it was a really, you know, famous school like for what it was. Prestigious school, yeah. So, and I had did some independent comics for Slave Labor Graphics. Gloom Cookie was the name of the comic I did. It was a really great experience. Serena Valentino was a writer. She was, she's awesome. I learned a lot from that experience. That was like 20 years ago and, and like depression and life got in my way and I couldn't fucking get my act together. And I like worked at a coffee shop and like, well, well how long have you been working on dose? But so basically like when Ellis came up with this concept many, many years ago, we were trying to do the comic book together for a couple of years and you know, it just wasn't working out. And then like about three or four years ago, we kind of like revisited the idea and we had a little bit of financial backing and I had a little bit more of financial security of myself. So I was able to quit my job and like focus on this thing full time. It's, it's fucking cool. Doing. I got to say, like, I look at your Instagram and I'm like, God damn, that guy's fucking good. So yeah, do you get, uh, do you, that's awesome. Thank you. Do you get, hire me of, to like, do some fucking work for sick and raw for Christ Actually, you know, I'm probably going to because uh, we need a new logo. So uh, do you get recognition Dude, as an artist of a comic book? Because I met, I met that guy, you know, David Mack, you know who that guy is? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's Kabuki a, he did Daredevil. and Daredevil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I met him through my friend Lenora, and mm-hmm. uh, he was hanging out with some hot chicks. So oh, do, sure. do, I mean, do comic book artists get laid? Like, is that a thing? Well, let me tell you this, dude, okay? We live in this like new society of the internet now and social media and all this other shit, and that's great. But, like, you know, I'm 45. I've been in the comics since I was in, like, seventh grade. You know, <laughs> and I could tell you this: like, there were no women on the scene till like after the internet. You, see, you, know you sound I mean? like my old co-host Wackerly, who who still bitches about how like if if comic books were cool when I was in high school, I would have gotten laid. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like he's got a point, and that's absolutely true. And I, I don't know if I would have gotten laid. <laughs> yeah, school, probably but, not. But I mean, it, something you know, else would have stopped yeah. me. You know, but but it, he's right, and and like. You know now. So are you bitter and, and, about it, or are you like? No, no, not at all. No, no, he's bitter about it. He's bitter about everything, though. Oh, it's it, it, and that's great. I, I, I'm not resentful at all about it. I think that's great. I, I think that's awesome. World. I think comics, like, like, are not just for guys. The only problem I have is like, there's like kind of this thing now with all this politically correctness, and oh, we have to have more girls. This and that, and comics and this, and that's fine, except like. Sometimes I feel like people treat the industry as if like there was all these guys before just like dominating the industry over so male dominance. No, it's a bunch of loser dudes who don't like you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, yeah, the industry I think was male dominated because yeah. there's just a bunch of nerds and a bunch of losers. You know? <laughs> and I was one of them, you know. And my, even my friend would tell me, we read this convention, he's like, Is this is our audience? This is what we're doing all this work trying to achieve to draw comics for these people. But, you know, um, I'm you glad never, that. You never like, know. I think it's, I think it's good, though. That, exactly. And once your comic takes great. off, 
you know, you start becoming a famous comic book artist. Maybe Once that's my when my comic you... takes off. That's well, when I br- I bring up my girlfriend. We have all these hot bitches there. You exactly, right. and that's like, when you I get an. Have... Well, that's when you get an OnlyFans. You start mm-hmm. posting. You have you been on OnlyFans? You heard of that? Yeah, I've subscribed a few times, man. I've I've never. You know, I know about it, and I have friends that are on it. It's kind of sort of changed the way the porn industry works. Like my friend Ryan Keeley. Um, she she like manages her own business through OnlyFans. Like sure. she produces like her own porn that she posts on OnlyFans, and people can get different tiers and things like that. She's like, she's made so much money. She's hired an assistant to manage have her OnlyFans. Have you ever seen? Have you ever been on this website, Many Vids? Many Vids. I don't know that one. It's like another porno website, but again, it's the same thing. It's like same basically tier? like kind of like it's like quote unquote DIY or something where it's like. You're like some girl, and you like make these movies, and you upload it to this website to sell them, versus getting on a porn website where you're like. Well, the thing is though, with porn stars, you know, it's like porn stars always had to have that middleman, you know, like a producer, or a production company, right? To yeah, like now you it. just skip past all that, and you could do it yourself. You you're, know, you're with the OnlyFans. However, this past week, have you heard about this whole controversy with uh, the Disney actress Bella Thorne? No. So it's kind of been. Dude, I watch. I watch PBS News every morning. Well, yeah, you might not have heard that. They don't talk about that shit. Well, it's sort of like... I'm trying not to look at the news on my phone anymore, so I miss out on some... Well, this Bella Thorne thing was a bit of a controversy amongst, like, the porn industry. Because, like, Uh a lot of these porn stars, like, porn actresses that that manage their only fans, they make their money through that, sex work, other sex workers that just work just specifically only fans... Bella Thorne, who's an actress, who's very attractive, and I think she's tangentially associated with porn. I think she, like, mm-hmm. directed some artistic porn or something. <laughs> um, she, she comes on, and she's like, sign up, for, and she goes on her Twitter, which she's got, like, three million followers or something. Come on to my OnlyFans, and uh, you'll get to see me naked. You know, and so, like, a million people sign up on her OnlyFans, and she breaks it. Like, she makes over a million dollars in one day, promising a nude picture that she never delivers. So the whole site, the whole site like ended up having to change their rules because of this. And now there's like a wow. cap, like a cap on the mouth that the uh, fans can tip. Oh, really? And it's wow. so it fucked with a lot of porn stars money. So porn stars are fucking furious about this whole thing. Sure. Well, you, you know? know, I mean, it only takes one fucking shithead to, to like change the rules, you know, when everybody else is making money and not taking advantage. Exactly. You know. So I reached out to Gwen Adora, who's been very vocal about her, her feelings towards Bella Thorne on Twitter, and I asked her to be on the show, and she was like, all right, sure. She does some very unique videos, uh, very cool performer and uh, a good sport. So let's give uh, Gwen a call and talk to her about the Bella Thorne uh, situation. Hello? Gwen, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Especially on short notice. Did me to, <laughs> to, to, to ping you on Twitter, and then on the next thing you know, you're able to come on the show. I appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. Um, no so worries. How, how's uh, how's the pandemic treating you? Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's been ups and downs for sure, as I'm sure everybody is experiencing. Um, it's kind of hard, um, I guess, in terms of motivation. I usually like traveling. Um, like I live in Canada, but I travel to the states. Um, yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, are you allowed? No, to, are you allowed to come to the U.S. now? Um, I, I have seen people that I know go down, but I'm like, do I don't want to like 
a like look like an asshole like and that, but also like you know it could be just like yeah not good well, like, I, I, don't... <laughs> I know canada does not want any of the plague-ridden americans in their country definitely not yeah don't I think, blame like, them <laughs> from what i know from people that like say like like i have known some people who had to go down for like family reasons um they have to like when they come back they're like it's a mandatory quarantine they immediately go to like a hotel or something like that so. whoa for like 14 days or something or a yeah week? yeah oh, so, yeah so they are they check on you and like they make sure that like yeah you're at home quarantining safely so damn that's great yeah it's intense so are you still able to shoot scenes in uh, yeah. Canada? Yeah, so I like I'm mainly like a solo like I don't do pro porn like I make my own stuff so mm-hmm. um, not much has changed that in in terms of my content creation um, of like filming because like I, I like I mainly do like POV type videos so um, like I don't have anybody else like occasionally like I collaborate with friends and stuff but um, like the majority of my stuff and my bread and butter is just me by myself solo. so <laughs> yeah it's kind of I'm very I lucked out in that sense which is nice. That's good. So how, how would you describe your content, the content you produce? Like what uh, what genre, I guess? Ooh, okay. I guess um, taboo role play porn. Yeah. That's- so like taboo role play porn. So is most of it like custom, like people calling you and asking you for like a custom video? Well, they don't call me. But... We're not call you. <laughs> we did not call you. I mean, I contact no, you. No I'm not like. <laughs> we give them your I... number. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do not give up my number. <laughs> but um, yeah, I um, a good majority of my stuff is custom videos um for people, which is kind of nice because like I can get into some like new fetishes that like I don't normally like tap into, and it's kind of cool to see like what my my customers or people that are buying my videos are, are like looking for. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been nice, but also like I love coming up with my own ideas too. That's like a huge like driving part of my job is I get to kind of like explore the things I want to explore and like um, take memes into like video form, which is super fun for me. And come you up take with, a like, meme dialogue. into a video form. Yeah, so like I don't so. Know so um like this like i think it was last month the last couple months um like on tiktok there's been like this thing it's like milf denny's and like um goth ihop it's like just like a meme of the restaurants being like personalities (laughs) (laughs) so like there was like um like fanboy hooters like there's kind of like like they each kind of had this like almost like character caricature of the restaurant so um i did like a video that was milf denny's um and it was like did you wear like, like a Denny's outfit? Yeah, like I had an apron and like I like had like the like little black shirt. I've never been to a Denny's, but I sweat like <laughs> I, I, re- I researched. Um, and then like I, I photoshopped for the pictures. I photoshopped the Denny's logo onto the. Oh, apron. that's cool. But, yeah, I did like I was like the server and I was like serving some like young boys as like the milf that I <laughs> am not in real life, but am on, am on porn <laughs> you are, screen. You are in film. What is, yeah. uh, what is this? You said you're, your big milky mommy girlfriend. Is that, yeah, is that your tagline? That's my brand. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a real mother in real life. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like my brand is a lot of like, um, like mommy vibes, but also like kind of like girlfriend vibes. So I think that kind of accurately describes me. Okay, so do you have like big breasts and that's kind of the thing yeah. that goes into the mommy fetish? Yeah, exactly. Big big titties. I'm also like 
a lot of my content kind of steers more like dominant, like soft dominant though. I'm like a central dom, I, I call myself, which mm. is like encouraging, um, a little condescending, uh, but like, I'll, and I'll make you do things that you may not want to do, but like, you'll love it all along the way. So. The central dom seems more like, just like approachable, like a little more like nicer. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. relaxing. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to ease you into all the naughty little fantasies that you're scared to explore by yourself. So. Yeah, see, I think that they, I would be, I would probably be more amenable to a sensual dom than like a cock and ball torture dom, you know? Yeah, there's definitely two different <laughs> they vibes. They scare me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. It's like, there's, yeah, there's definitely, which like I know a lot of people who are very much into scary, scary doms, but I like, it's just not my style and I guess not my, my customer's style, so. <laughs> do, you, do you have any adult babies? Um, I've like had a couple fetish? before, yeah. And they're just like, generally just like, just people just kind of want to enjoy like a really like relaxing headspace away from the scary world and i don't know so it's kind of like escapism in a way oh totally yeah a lot of a lot of like kind of like fetish stuff is escapism in a certain sense it's going to like a comforting um space that you can just kind of like be like a lesser version of yourself in some some areas um where you kind of have to you get get to put your control into somebody else's hands and just like be a, like a just a soft little being <laughs> I, I could see that i could see it's like a, you know you 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 probably have comfortable like peaceful memories of being like in preschool or something uh, yeah you yeah know? exactly yeah or just like like sucking on a mom's tit like although like maybe not your real mom's tit now but like the idea of like you know like breastfeeding is like a really like kind of like sexually charged thing but also like really really relaxing and i think that there's a lot of that in like especially like mommy dom stuff um where it's like you can kind of like just like it's very relaxing and nurturing and gives you a kind of like a lot of things that maybe you aren't experiencing in your real life right now and stuff that you need so people kind of explore um yeah. the fetish yeah, I, can, I can see that so how long have you been doing adult content i've been doing it um uh, i guess like my Yes, like start date as like Gwenadora um was January twenty eighteen. So a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years now. Yeah, I guess like a year, like almost like almost three years. Um and have you and been on OnlyFans this whole time? Not the whole time, although it has been around for a while. Um, but I started OnlyFans last summer, I believe, because I was like, Oh, I should probably start getting on this because like it was kind of at that point in the porn community ramping up in popularity not so much mainstream yet which obviously we're seeing this year but oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah i hopped on it last year so it's the same idea as patreon right but adult but it allows yeah. adult content yeah totally um and i would say like the majority of the people who use it are more so sex workers and people doing like nudes and whatnot um but i mean obviously i can't, i don't have the specific statistics um of but there's other release that but it's uh it's pretty like clear that like the main marketing like strategy in terms of like word of mouth is like the the majority of people are on there are sex workers but there are other creators too yeah yeah like i mean like sure but like the majority definitely yeah but people are going there for one thing so do they have like tiered rewards or is it a subscription thing like how does it work yeah so um patreon has because like actually like before i started like my gwen brand i had like a different brand like which was like i had a blog and then i like slowly started dabbling into like sex worky things Mm -hmm. um and i was on patreon that was kind of like my initial like start with um when they did allow adult content um and 
the, yeah, Patreon's kind of like you can have your little tiers and it's definitely more like business minded. So if you have a podcast or if you have like a YouTube channel, it's easier to set up stuff for different people to subscribe. Um, but OnlyFans is like a one um like a one monthly fee that's like the same for everybody unless like say you're getting it like at a discount for one month or whatnot um okay yeah it's like so it's like one it's one price um for like that you can offer people and uh, actually people people can buy i guess like uh like you can buy three months in a bundle if people decide to offer that but um it's like everyone usually gets the same thing but you can also like upsell people in um your messages with like pay-per-view messages um so depending on people's like interest they can buy things that they like would so like and other like people can like ignore it and things like that yeah yeah exactly oh that that makes sense so do you earn the majority of i guess of your income from only fans i guess in terms of like an income from an adult platform yeah right now um only fans is my like majority like income um but like then i obviously have like a bunch of different sites that i'm on because it's really important to diversify your content as an adult performer just because like the sites get taken down very easily like it's very come and go in this industry in terms of like like who knows when like a payment processor on a certain website is going to pull out and then all of a sudden there's no way for them um to be able to charge your customers or to be able to pay you out because there's like so many like so much red tape around that stuff um with adults so yeah, yeah you have true. to diversif diversify your content and it's kind of like it's so funny because like basically what i do is so similar to like podcasters to youtubers yeah. it's all this it's like we're all making media we're all putting it out on a platform for people to enjoy and um yeah so it's it's, it's like it's just for, the restrictions with adult content. yeah we have a lot more restrictions because it's like we're, you like if say if someone has like a prominent youtube channel they're they're majority of them are not worried that the, the youtube is going to go away in a second right or to like so it's kind of interesting that we have to deal with like you know being very resilient having like i have like the same video on multiple different platforms to get like a the most audience possible um and to like make sure that i'm making money on a various amounts of platforms so that i if one goes down i have a safety net well, that's the thing with OnlyFans, which I found, and I don't know if like many vids is the same kind of deal. Because is many vids, many vids like a subscription thing, or do you just upload content and you get paid for it, like porn? The, the main part of many vids is it's like a clip store. So um, other like sites like uh, Clips for Sale, I Want Clips, and like Am or AP Clips, um, they're like more like it's like you see videos like at a video store and you go, oh, I want this video, so I'll put it in my cart, like, and then you check out um they also have like um other areas of the site too that you can utilize like they do have kind of a there's a version of only fans on almost every site like usually like they're called fan clubs or like clubs oh, yeah, yeah. um yeah so like they have them out there but it's just like obviously only fans as a platform is like booming right now so it's kind of hard to be like um to sell to your like my, the majority of like my um my fans to be like oh here's all the subscription stuff on this site but then also like what am I doing with this other place? You know, That's a it's thing. kind of and people confusing. know about it's you know the brand recognition. Yes, of only fans. brand recognition exactly. It's, it's all yeah. about so, that. So what like it, many vids does have like a, cl a club, but it's like not their main. But yeah, but obviously yeah. it's not as popular as OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's what I'm impressed is is how I guess the industry has evolved because now it's you know you're kind of you've removed the middleman like you don't need a you know a producer anymore you don't need Max Hardcore to produce your porn it's kind totally. of DIY in a sense yeah. so kind of like the record industry you know the same thing happened yeah. there 
Yeah, so, exactly. It's really yeah. wonderful. It's great. So let's talk about the Bella Thorne debacle. Like, what, what happened there? Well, um, OnlyFans over the past like year has been gaining like a ton of like popularity, and I think that's both um, just like a cultural shift in how people approach online sex work and um, like online content creation. But also, OnlyFans as a company is definitely attempting to get um, bigger names on their site so that they can have more notoriety. Mm. So definitely, like they were, they have been reaching out to people. Like if you look at their. Um, if you look at their twitter they're, they're announcing all these big names of like random influencers whether that's bella thorne or it's like a dj or something like that they're like they have like they're, they're trying to poach people so that they can get them on their platform and that makes um, sense yeah yeah which like in a certain sense everyone's like oh yes it's bringing like new people to the platform and it's bringing like say like new like like users that are going to be buying things but it's like I don't know. Like usually, those people just go there for that specific person. Um, so you don't but, think there's like people that see an ad or something or know that like Bella Thorne's on the page, but also might go check out other sex workers' content. Yeah. Well, the thing with OnlyFans is like um, there's no like main page in terms of like you can't browse people's profiles or like browse like a list of like top creators or something like that. Um, like it's like you have to go specifically to someone like you have to put in someone's url to like find them unless like you find them through um through like some because there's like a popular thing amongst creators to get internal traffic which is like share for share so like you you put like their little ad on your um your page and you link to them so that's like a way but like it's like not many people are like going to be like searching that way i guess like i mean it does work for a lot of people but like i think in terms of like for mainstream people coming on like they're not doing that so it's like and the majority of people aren't going to be like a like a gigantic like dj is not going to be promoting like my like fat sex worker ass well, yeah. on, on his page you know like, it's like, it's like exactly yeah i mean exactly. <laughs> yeah. so bella thorne came on there she signed yes. up on the site she made, from what I've read, a million dollars in one day and like two yeah. million dollars in a week. Yeah. And it sounded like she made a promise, though, that she didn't keep exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, the thing, so like for those who don't know out there, um, there was um, like the Twitter community has been a buzz about Bella Thorne because it's like such a hot topic in terms of like just the idea of like mainstream people coming and appropriating like sex worker aesthetics and sex worker cultures and taking up like our space and our breath and that kind of stuff so there's been a huge conversation around that and then um this like screenshot was shared that someone um supposedly i'm gonna say supposedly because i don't think it's necessarily confirmed um that she was selling um like so like um her subscription fee was twenty dollars um to get in to like see her page um but then she sent out like a pay-per-view message that was two hundred dollars and she said it was naked in this specific like screenshot. fully nude yeah yeah so like okay. she like she said she was naked in this like in this like this the screenshot again i don't know if the screenshot is like a plagiarized one like there's very very theories about it so i don't again yeah, yeah. so um, cause that, that happens often in this community. There's like fake stuff that goes around. So, um, but like basically like, uh, the, why the whole world is a buzz is because people think that Bella Thorne, um, sent out like a pay-per-view message that said that, um, she was going to be fully naked, but then it was like an implied nude that was sent out. So 
there's been a lot of outrage about that um just because like especially two hundred dollars i mean you spent 200 bucks and just it's amazing anyone would do that first of all the thing is fair fair if that's like your thing like i know i know sex worker friends who like are non-nude models and sell their nude content for that much money but obviously like they explicitly say like what's up and like um they're not trying to um like you know scam anybody which is kind of like a lot of times people like for on especially online sex workers to be called scammers is like like it's like kind of like a one of the stigmas our community has is that we're just yeah. scamming people because we're because pictures are so easy to take and like we just want people's money which is like get them free online or something yeah, like that yeah exactly like, so it's like there's a lot of like stigma about scamming in our culture so obviously pe- people and sex workers were um like outraged when they they heard oh. about her potentially actually scamming people because it just brings in like this idea that we're going to be doing all that too. Yeah. I mean, it's understandably so. And it's like, and that directly affects your money because now people have this like distrust of OnlyFans and think it's like a scam site. Yeah. Like, so I mean, some people do like, I I generally like, I don't think that specifically like that take is going to be like, I think OnlyFans is still going to be super popular for a bit. Like, I think this is definitely not like her doing that is not the downfall of the site in general, but um, it definitely is like a dangerous idea to put in some people's head, especially like the people who um, necessarily won't be using OnlyFans, but still like, you know, would see like this like buzzy, like headline come up in their Facebook page um, for them to have some assumptions about like uh, what like sex workers do and how we work. Um, I think that's like just perpetuates the idea it's that we're like damaging. super lazy. Yeah, exactly. And just, like, you know, think, scam artists out there to get yeah, your money. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think like it's going to affect like in terms of the people who are joining OnlyFans, like that's not going to affect those people but like i think it's probably gonna uh maybe have ripple it's it's a ripple effect in terms of oh, so much is happening with with her yeah. joining and well, doing I, this so yeah i read that uh due to the unprecedented earnings that she made that they changed their terms of service like that for example like there's there's a limit now to how much a fan can tip a performer mm-hmm. yeah so what i will say about only fans and i like i feel like the most important for th- people outside the industry to know about it is like for a long time and like for actually like forever really um anytime that there's like major changes on the site they don't actually like tell people so like say for like um patreon for example or like youtube usually they'll send out like newsletters with like updates on like what's happening and just if there's major changes so that you can all navigate it together you know yeah. like they send out guides and shit like um but for only fans they just don't tell you so you log into your site and you're like oh things have changed okay let's figure this out <laughs> Great. Um, which i'm been... making less money now <laughs> yeah well not just that but like just like other things like just like where things are or like what does this button do like you know like and stuff like that or like if there's like a bug, you have to figure it out yourself. And you're like, oh, that's I made lame. this mistake. Cool. It's like trial and error. So, oh, yeah, yeah. That's um, so that's like, I'll say that about OnlyFans. They, and they're not very communicative with their audience. So um, basically this change happened like a couple days after the Bella Thorne joining the site, making the money, um, where we used to have um, like our tips. I, for, I don't know what the limit on tips was before the change, but they moved it down to $100, which is generally low considering our industry. Usually on other sites, the tip amount is like $1,000 per tip because like yeah. there's a lot of things people buy with tips, including custom videos, which are usually over $100, um, like, you know, private sets or tipping just because like for like whale tippers, for example, tipping people lots of money just because they want to. Yeah, um, that's the thing. You're, that's the thing. You should place limits on someone's generosity. Totally, if they want to yeah. get what they want to <laughs> 
you know. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you if know, you want to give you more money, I'll accept yeah, it, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, and then the other thing that they changed was the pay-per-view message amount, which used to be to a 200 limit, and they moved it down to 50. Um, but I, like, I can't say confidently that Bella Thorne was the specific reason why they decided oh, to the do that. For that. Yeah. Um, because I think, like, OnlyFans, they might have used her, like, her like a uh, moment in the media um, with like their name attached to it. They might've used that as a cover to make the changes. So it, it, people would be mad at her instead of being mad at them. Like there's like, that could be a possibility, but it also could, she could have affected um, in terms of like, they're like, okay, we need to like, you know, hunker down and I guess. Yeah. They, I happen. mean, I guess they could take advantage, like be an opportunist and be like, we're going to yeah. just take advantage right now and just kind of blame it on Bella Thorne. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's easy because people make their own assumptions. So it's like, they didn't even need to say anything, um, is, which they never do anyway. <laughs> but let's, yeah. Is she still on OnlyFans even after all this backlash? Yeah, she is. Um, and Great. she, so she, yeah, she like she came out with an, an apology. Oh, she... Yeah. Which was like, to be honest, like the, the most like, disingenuous thing i've ever read um <laughs> because like it's, it's like um a lot of like people outside the industry might be like well like what's wrong with her like you know like making her money and like getting on the site and i think like, a lot of it is just like you know walking into this whole this whole industry and taking up space um from people who um we are a marginalized group of people whether you like it or not like that's just like it, like being a sex worker affects like you know how like i apply for rent or how banks see me or if i can get a loan like you know like it's like it affects your day-to-day lives and that's me just existing on like a fairly like privileged level um for like other sex workers there's so many other like harms and like all like up until like Definitely. sex workers still get murdered like it's yeah. like that's it's, a very real thing and um, yeah it's a reality and like it sucks that like um like people um who are very privileged often like white thin like um very like you know she's mainstream uh, like yeah, very she's a mainstream. disney actress disney, you know, yeah, former disney, disney actress, actress. Like, come yeah on. <laughs> who has who has so many like fans and she other ways of making money that she um she decided like her reasoning behind it was like um she wanted to do research for a movie which like you know may or not be may or may not be true but also like very not a good way to do research for a movie if well, you're i've heard that's not true but yeah 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 exactly yeah i know so it's like who really knows what's up with her reasoning to be on it but like her and like other like mainstream celebrities um like tana mojo um and like just some like caroline calloway for example as well um they're just doing it to like first of all make capital which is like really obnoxious because they have so many other opportunities yeah, exactly. to do that yeah, yeah um, so many different avenues compared exactly. to like and what like, you would have you know exactly yeah because it's like they they will never be stifled by the stigma of being a sex worker um but the, but they're allowed to make money on a sex work site which is like very an obnoxious um like thing to do in my opinion yeah. um and they all often like take away the attention from the people who are like you know really grinding and because they're the people who are hopping on it and being like yeah this is my thing now cool thanks for thanks for all your work guys like i'll take it from here and also like make way more money than you'll ever see which is like with their their fans that they're bringing to the like they're bringing like through um that will pay them wherever they go anyway so yeah, exactly like they yeah. could even do their own site she has enough money to make her oh, own website oh, that's why i literally money. thought that earlier today i was like she could have just made her own website and had a fan club and charged whatever and yeah. like would have yeah would have been probably made more money because like she would have found a payment processor that would be cool with whatever but yeah it's like 
it's wow. so yeah it's, it's I, disheartening and it's honestly something like a little bit traumatizing to experience um just to see people so like flippantly um just join communities without like really understanding um it's just the like, repercussions you know the, the consequences yeah. of their actions and, and that, just like where they're stepping in and like who came before them and like i think like although in her apology she did mention um she mentioned like oh like i've always been an advocate for advocate for sex and for porn it's like yeah directing a porn like with the two of the most famous porn stars by sponsored by Pornhub, like that's cool but like that's not yeah. something that's ever gonna like you know touch like our experiences and like what's like the real struggles of our communities face and um it sucks that i that she's in her for in her apology later on she was like oh i'm trying to be like an advocate for you guys like but basically that's stealing the mic away from a marginalized community who never gets the mic anyway, anyway so it's like yeah, that's the please thing just get it back please just get it back it's like so obnoxious there's, there's opportunities that she has that a lot of sex workers don't have totally the last question here and i'll let you go so you do a lot of custom custom uh you know, customized videos and things like that. What is the most bizarre request you've ever received? Not to put you on the spot, but what do you, up top of your head, what's like the strangest thing that you've been so asked to do? I've done like, I've, hmm. like, have you turned uh, anything down? I have, but it's more because like, it's just not my brand, if that makes sense. Like, oh, that, that makes I'm, sense, pretty, I'm, pr I'm a pretty open person, but it's like, I really have like a strong idea of like what kind of content I like to make. Like there, like there was this one um, that they just wanted me to like take my jeans and like, um, like have my jeans be like resting underneath my butt, if that makes sense, so, like on my legs, but like, like not zipped up to like okay. my stomach, if that makes sense. So like the resting underneath, like almost like halfway pulled up, but like underneath my butt. All and they just right. wanted me like in that doing like some like posing and like doing a video and i was like i'm just not interested like i don't care if that's your thing but like it just doesn't interest me <laughs> like that's yeah it's just like you <laughs> yeah. i mean that's you're not stimulated by it so why would you do it no um but i some more fun ones that are a little bit out there that people might not expect um got one coming out very soon that was a custom video um that like i usually resell my custom video so it's coming out um next week this week actually um and it's a um so, uh, you know, the scene from Willy Wonka where like the girl, um, Violet Beauregard blows up like a blueberry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a very popular fetish. Really? Um, like just yeah. being in a blueberry like outfit like that? Some, some, some people go as far as the blueberry outfit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the idea of like inflating and being filled with juice and, <laughs> um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's just How like, would you and do like, that? how would you recreate that? So, yeah. So I had, a re I had so much fun making it. Um, and the way, the way, um, the video was, um, framed was like, I was like a juice cow. So I had to like squeeze like juice out of my tits and be like milked by like a machine, um, which I do like a lot of, like, um, some of my customs I do are like a cow, like a, like a it's called who cow and it's like human cow who cow i've um, heard of I'm this like, kind of like a cat girl but a cow girl yeah um so that's kind of like a niche of mine so like it kind of fit into that and basically like i um i did like um a really cute like blue um like makeup on my face and i did it around like my areolas on my tits so it kind of looked like like i was all blue and um <laughs> then i um i like did some like i had like a little um 
a little what's it called like a syringe um and oh, i put yeah. like i put blue gatorade inside of it and like i squirted it out on an angle so it looked like it was coming out of my tits <laughs> and like um and i did like i went full with this and then in post um production i um I took a water bottle and I did Foley to like, like audio make it sound like it was sound like I had like juice inside of me. So like I would, I was playing the whole, and I would slosh the bottle to my emotions, which I was like, (laughs) I felt so, it was so fun for me to do. Cause I was like, I wasn't like, that wasn't even called for in like what the, the person asked for, but I just wanted it to be like extra like realistic and fun and it like was something that i don't normally get to do so i was like i definitely want to explore like this kind of unique nature of that's this a unique that line. is definitely a unique one so do you get a lot of who cow requests is that like a thing that a lot of guys yeah, are into yeah i mean like the, like i definitely got like a fair few of them yeah people love seeing me as a little cow <laughs> do, do you just wear a cow outfit and you gotta like moo or something yeah yeah like i have like little ears these little cow ears <laughs> um and sometimes i do like a little like i put like a pink lipstick like nose on me so like it looks like I have a little cow nose, like um, yeah, I just like I just like moo, and sometimes like it's like the milking thing, and sometimes it's like a breeding situation. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't even want to know where that one comes from. Like I don't even want to know <laughs> the origin of that fetish. I don't know. I love it though. It's like it's a personal thing. It's hilarious. I'm into, so I'm like I just love the idea of being like used like an animal. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty awesome. Well, Gwen, you sound like a good sport. It's been fun chatting with you. Let me yeah. plug your site. What's uh, where can people check out your content? Totally. Yeah, if you want to find all of me, um, you can go to my website, which is GwenAdora.com. Um, and then more specifically, if you want to see the sites that I'm on, like a link tree situation, um, GwenAdora.com slash links. Of course, I'm on Twitter at GwenAdora and on Instagram at GwenAdoraXO. That's me. Cool. Well, Gwen, thanks for uh, being on the show. It's been fun oh talking to you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for all having right. me. You take it easy. Okay, bye. So, so you just sign up for OnlyFans and you cancel it right afterwards? Well, I'll, uh, you know, sign up for a thing and it's like a month. You know, what do you, you get? get? Like which tier do you do? It's like whatever their feed is. I don't do any of these like tiers. I just oh, you don't see do the rewards? No, I just want to see the pictures, you know. I just want to see some pictures and if I'm satisfied, great. Because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, $10 or $8. It's not a big deal, but it's like. Why don't you just go to Pornhub? Oh, uh, I've been there a billion times. Dude, <laughs> like, don't, like, you're a guy, you know, or what a guy, it doesn't matter. You know, you watch pornos. It's like, you watch pornos. It's like, it's, you watch a few, you know, it's like as if you're married to the person, you really want to fuck them anymore. You're sick of it. You got to move on. You need freshness. You need new I, stuff. I have you know? noticed that a lot, lot of those sites, need though, a new. But a lot of those sites have the same shit. You notice that? Like, Pornhub and RedTube. They do. And you and get, and when you're looking up you like porn. specific things, you end up seeing the same shit and you get creative, you know, you either find something else or whatever. I, you know, I miss Tumblr. I miss Tumblr. Do you ever go to Tumblr, Tumblr porn? Uh, no, oh, I loved I, it. I haven't. I loved it. It's gone now. Uh, they they removed porn. They don't Tumblr. even really. Well, yeah. And mm. it just killed the, they killed the site. Like Tumblr. No Where? one cares about Tumblr anymore. Cause yeah. it's all porn. Huh. You know? Yeah, I mean, porn is a fucking weird thing, man. I used to subscribe to those websites years ago, you know, download all this shit. Now it's like, I try not to pay for anything, you know, because there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of free shit out there, you know. Exactly. I'm interested to see, though, what happens with OnlyFans, because it was some bad you know, publicity with this whole Bella Thorne thing. You know, they the fuck with thing, some money and all that, but who knows? Yeah, that's pretty shitty, because it's like, how many times have you, like, been with a girl, I've dated a girl who, like, 
oh, this and that, and he promises you something or whatever, and then they're just like, meh, or like, I don't know, whatever. You know, it just sounds like it's like, oh, I'm going to show these the naked bait pictures. And switch. Everybody give me us money, and then you're just like, meh, fuck you. Like, That's a bait and switch. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So who knows? We'll have to see what happens with I that. I think women know that they have a lot of control over men, and so, like, you know, it's easy to do something like that and just get away with it. Well, I think it's also she's like, you know, she doesn't depend on OnlyFans for her money. Like she's a fucking actress, so she can make yeah. money doing doing other yeah, things. Right. But the fact of the matter is, she's fucking with other people's money. People yeah, who do depend shitty. on OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah so we'll, we'll, shitty. Yeah, we'll see what happens. People, this episode seven fifty five here is sick and wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. We have uh, some phone calls a little bit later in the show. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from heaven through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So first story we have here, it comes in from Tony. Tony says, as you've had a Brit on the show this week, and you mentioned West Yorkshire recently, I thought I'd share a story from back home. It's Tony. So, uh, you know, I think my father was actually from uh, this area of England, the York, like Leeds, I think so it was in Yorkshire. Your dad grew up in England, right? Yeah, he, like, so, I think he moved to then, America like in his 30s. And then you, you, you grew up in South America, or South America, South, South Africa. Africa, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was born accent. here, though. I was born here, but then I moved over there. And then you went over there. So you can be the president. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm American. I can, I can definitely, well, yeah, I guess I could be the president. Sure, you were born here. I mean, they always talk about fucking Bernie Sanders. You are the Jew that I want to be president. <laughs> Not that fucking asshole. I don't know. I think it's a thankless job, if you ask me. Of course it is. It's a terrible job. So this story, though, now, this is, this is, this is gnarly to say the least. And I think it, it's kind of like it shows you what happens when you live in a country that doesn't allow you to have firearms. Then you have motherfuckers okay. killing people with swords. It's like some medieval <laughs> yeah. shit here. So distraught wife of factory worker who was bludgeoned to death with a sword, she confronted the killers in court. Um, so there's some footage that showed, they actually, in court, they show the footage of this guy being attacked by these two teens. Whoa. So this guy named Robert Wilson, he's 53 years old, he was working at this pharmaceutical plant in Huddersfield. Um, he went over, it says he was investigating youths that were hanging around outside, but I think it's like, it sounds like a classic thing, like I'm a dad, I'm gonna tell these youths, to, you know, these delinquents to scram. And so he goes over there and he, he uh, tells them to leave, and he was attacked by Kieran Earnshaw, 18, and 16-year-old Luke Gakroger, who took a 20-inch sword and then tried to decapitate Whoa. the guy. Yeah, and then <laughs> oh, they had geez. audio, which I looked for the audio and I couldn't find it. But there's audio that they played in the court that captured the younger, the, the, the two, the, the, he was 15 at the time, actually. He was shouting, get his head. I want to cut his head, Kai. I want to cut hey, his head. Cut his head off, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, these guys were total chavs. Like, these were chavs. What? Which chavs? Is, you ever heard what that term? What is that? No, but, uh, dude, I don't have a dad from fucking England. I don't know what the fucking <laughs> well, you have, chav you have is. Been doing the show. I have a dad from Jersey, bro. Chavs are kind of like, 
I don't know what you'd call them in America, Wegros, <laughs> sort of like, you know, like, <laughs> I think that's a politically correct term for American chaff. Um, it's council house something, council house something. Council houses are like the projects. And these guys, yeah. these are basically just like white trash guys, but they're yeah, kind yeah, of ghetto yeah, sure. and they, you know, wear like gold chains and they do their own kind of hip hop called grime. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, like, you know, Ali G, you know who Ali G is? Sure, he's uh, yeah, he's great. He's a I chav. He's doing Owen. a parody of a chav. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They wear these tracksuits. They have a gold chain. Sure. The one thing I was thinking about, though, so these guys are in Huddersfield. I wonder if, and but that's where my father was born. I was wondering, like, are there any other Jewish chavs besides Ali G? Is he like the only one? Oh, there's gotta be, dude. Come on. I don't know. I'd he's like to dead. pose that question to fans. Like, are there Jewish chavs? You ever see any? Well, here's the thing about Jews. I think that you know they're. You know, historically, they just want to, you know, they want to fit in. They have like a similar name to the Germans or whatever. But, you know, so they may be like a similar chav, but they're probably not. They got their own version of it. You know what I mean? Like the BC boys, I guess you could say were a little chavvy. Yeah, you know? I guess. But that's more like a New York thing. They were though, a New York thing. Like, yeah, it's different because, than Because like in New York, it's different because it's like there's like a huge part of the population is Jewish. You know, they call it Jew York for a reason. <laughs> and like, but, but what I'm saying is like, like. They're just like Heimie every Town. other American, like urban American. You know what I mean? It's not like a Jewish thing that they're doing. Do you, remember, like, do you remember when Jesse Jackson called New York Heimie Town? No, I, I, I don't fucking know. I, come on. You're, oh, my, my father never forgave him for that. So Jesse Jackson. So, so tell me, I'm a little bit ignorant about what you're talking about right now. Heimie. Heimie is uh-huh. a derogatory term for Jew. Is and it? So yeah, and he was just like, well, yeah. it's just a name, right? It's like well, calling somebody a Guido. I think it's like Hyman. Hyman was a popular Jewish name, like H Y M A N. And so he was talking about. I think it was when he was running against uh, maybe George Bush Senior. I think it was mm-hmm. probably in the eighties. It might have been even Reagan. I don't. Jesse Jackson ran several times. Someone was asking, right. like, do you think you would ever be able to win New York? And he was like. Not a chance. There's no way a black man's ever going to take Jaime Town. And so then Eddie Murphy did a whole song about Jaime Town. It was great. My dad, my dad would never forgave him for that. He got offended, huh? Oh, my God. He was just like, how dare he say Jaime Town? (laughs) (laughs) Did you have an an, an accent and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was so upset about Jews, older Jews. You mentioned Jaime Town. They they didn't even think the Eddie Murphy song was funny. Interesting. When I go back home to Jersey, I'm going to have to... uh, Yeah, just start walking around like, where's Jaime Town? Can someone point me to Jaime Town? (laughs) Just walking around Brooklyn, just say that. See what happens. Um, so this recording here, played in mm-hmm. court, captured the night shift supervisors' pleas to their youth to stop their attack while they're attacking him with a sword. They're like bludgeoning him with a sword, trying to cut his yeah. head off, and he's like, it's "Stop funny attacking too, because me!" Because it's like, it's like they watch too many movies. It doesn't really work that way. You can't just like chop somebody. Yeah, it's not like Game of Thrones. Like, I <laughs> yeah, don't, no, I mean, it doesn't work that way. And plus, how sharp is that sword? You know, it's like I don't, Yeah, I mean, I think you got to work on it. You got to do some sawing. Well, you dude, know? have you ever seen any of these like like Islamic like videos like from like ISIS oh, or whatever? Beheading yeah, somebody? Yeah. yeah, I mean, those are real. Those are fucking sharp knives. They've done it a million times. You know, it's not. Yeah, and dude, it, it those, happen. it's not just one like you know stroke. I mean, aren't they still like kind of sawing them? Uh, I don't know. It depends. You know, or hacking mean, like, a few times. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine that like they're pretty. You know, just like samurais or something, where like they know their swords and they're able to. They're just skilled at using them. You know what I mean? A beheading like journalists. 
yeah i mean it's like a totally nuts over there you know and it's like oh oh somebody told me you were gay i'm just gonna behead you in the street it's like no problem it's like an event you know like so kids though they don't know how to behead somebody well, that's mean, the thing especially two chavs like in a parking yeah. lot smoking weed yeah so the guy's wife was in court. So why did they do this? What, this? Well, no, it said that that you know they're sitting there hanging out, listening to right. rap or whatever in the parking lot, and this guy comes over and asks them to leave because mm. they're loitering, and then they just uh, attacked him. You know, it's just right. like say, teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like fuck sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. So his wife told the court that his death was completely incomprehensible, adding, "How on earth have we come to this, and why?" And this is what kind of blows my mind. She said that she received a letter from one of the defendants that she was sickened by, which I didn't think you could do that. Can you do that in this country? Like, if you're being tried for murder, can you Uh send a letter to, like, the victim's wife? I mean, I don't think you can legally, but, like, I probably can write a letter from jail to somebody to give to somebody or, you know what I mean? Like, I guess maybe. But so she got this letter from one of the defendants saying it was the worst night of his life and I'm sorry. And she said she told the judge that she was shocked to feel how much hate she felt when she read the letter. And she said, like, the hardest part of losing her husband was the manner in which he lost his life. Well. Because it's gruesome, you know? Sure, of course. Um, I mean, it's a lot different than dying from old age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting, getting you know, beheaded like, <laughs> by a couple of chaps. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, the prosecutor here told the court that Earnshaw, who was, uh, he was the older one. He was, like, 18. Um, he started the attack. So when the guy came over and told him to leave, he started the attack by producing a blue sword from inside his tracksuit <laughs> bottom. So this guy's wearing like a full-on tracksuit, and he just pulls yeah. out the sword. And he has a, he's already has the sword on him. You know? Yeah, he's like, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And then he just started raining blows on the guy. And, and the younger teenager, the 15-year-old, is like, pass me the shank. Pass me the shank. <laughs> <laughs> and so after multiple blows and kicks to this man, mm. he passed the sword to the younger guy, the Kyle Kroger, the 15-year-old. And then they, uh, then he just, you know, like uh, started, started trying to attack him and chop his head off. And it wasn't coming off. Like he was like really hitting his head. And then the pair, at one po- the pair paused at one point to catch their breath because, I mean, it's physically exerting to do this, you know. And oh, a rifle through his pockets, you know, to see if he had any money. Um, get some quid. Well, it's like being in a fist fight, dude. It's like in the movies, everything's fine. But when you're actually in a fist fight, you hit somebody in the face with your fist, it hurts you. Fuck like, yeah, it breaks your hand. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's not, it's like, so yeah, I can imagine there's all these complications to beheading somebody that you don't expect. Well, and so the thing is, is after uh, they, they rifled through, took a little breather, rifled through his pockets, then they resumed the attack. And yeah, together, smoke a cigarette and then yeah. <laughs> have a little breather, you know, stretch a little bit, a couple uh, jumping jacks. And then together, they held the sword and they crouched on the upper body and just made a concerted effort to saw the head from the shoulders. But see, but that's like nice teamwork. Though, because it, teamwork. But that's nice because, yeah, they're working together. Working together. To get something done. You know, like exactly. you have a goal, you work together, you, comp, you, you finish the goal. You know, so it just so happens that these guys were a little misdirected, you know. There's no I in team, you know. Who? There's I no I team. in team. That's the thing. That's the thing. There is no I in team. You're right. Exactly. And they, and you don't see that that much with the with the young people young people today there's working no, so together they, to get a job they're, done they're even in this horror this tragedy there's something to embrace exactly look on the bright side so they jointly <laughs> yeah, stabbed the, the upper body side. using their combined force and so when police arrived at the scene they saw one of them just 
you know, sawing the neck area, but oh, they never, they geez. couldn't actually detach the head from the body. They didn't get it oh, off. That's terrible, dude. That's <laughs> terrible. So, I mean, you know, and, and I don't know if you ever heard this about people who have been decapitated, but like, I guess like, and maybe that's why they used to do this in like the medieval times or something. But like, I guess like your nerves like keep working for like, I don't know, 30 seconds or something. So like, I think they used to like hold up the head of the decapitated person. Oh, and the to, eyes like, would move, right? To the show mouth. them the, 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 yeah. Or, well, like just that you would have nerve function for like a certain amount of seconds or something after the head is decapitated. So like they would pick up the head to sh for the, to sh for the, you know, Hey, look, like check out, check your body out and everybody on you see like you're dead and then they would die or something, you know, but that's gotta be pretty, <laughs> pretty fucking weird, you know? Well, it's kind of like well, that's what I was wondering. Like, what are they doing here? Like, I mean, these these teens. Like, they, there's got to be some. Like, uh, they must have been on meow meow or some kind of drug here, because I mean, why would you do this? Well, because you know, again, like we are like talking from this like standpoint of like, oh, like we're like generally happy people, or like we have problems or whatever. You know, you're one of these. What do you call them? Fucking. Uh, what would you call these fucking guys in the street? Oh, the chavs. Yeah, the chavs. These chavs guys. Who knows what the fuck kind of trauma they've seen of their whole fucking lives. So, like, when something like that happens, it's like it's a no-brainer. I watched a documentary about these guys from South Africa, and, like, um, it was really weird, too. They, like, these criminals would, like, hijack apartment buildings and make all the people in the apartment buildings pay the rent to them. It was really weird. Wait, they, like, would, they would hide – they would, like, take over South the apartment building. In South building. Africa, they would, like, hijack these apartment buildings, and they would start – they would – make all the tenants pay them rent and they had this like uh like they had this like security private security that would go in and like take these people down or take over the buildings again and whatnot so there's also a weird crazy crime there but they interviewed these criminals that are like they just like like killing somebody's like nothing to them you know did they, because they've did seen they like so much trauma in, in their lives did they live know? in the building yeah they would live in the building or they'd be like hanging around outside but like you would they would just be these criminals that like the killing to them is nothing Right. Yeah, it's like the worst landlord so ever. You know? at, a, at an early age. Yeah. Be well, they're probably not the fixing worst. your refrigerator. Like if something you went wrong. You're fixing shit, dude. Oh, dude, you should see the places. Like, these places are dumps, you know? They don't fix oh. shit. Yeah, yeah that's But like, you know, like like a normal person would deal with the problem in a certain way. But like somebody who's fucked up in the head, they just like kill somebody. Well, it's like nothing you know, to them. I also know. think it's like maybe a sign of the times. Because it's like, you know, when... When I was a kid and we would be fucking around and like some dad would come by and start and say something, you know, we'd usually maybe tell him to fuck off, you know, or like, you know, or something like that. But I don't think I could never imagine just pulling out a sword and trying to decapitate the guy. No, of course not. But like in, in like a, in like a, like a, uh, not as intense version like definitely many times i would just hang out with my fucking friends on in front of 7-eleven or someplace yeah and you're just gawking people and you're fucking with people and you're like oh this fucking guy whatever it's the same thing but like on a much more extreme version you know they're just like fucking ch chads or whatever you call them on a fucking street stab somebody with a sword you know well i mean yeah um, and but this is why i think they're on up. drugs because when the police arrived the one guy the older guy had to be tasered twice before he was uh, actually incapacitated, and they used like a incapacitant spray on the boy, like bear oh, spray or weird. something. Oh, weird. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to like like a, a mace or something like that to take this kid down. So I, had I to mean, take this guy down. Yeah. Well, did you ever? I mean, I'm sure you've seen these fucking guys on PCP and shit, you know, or whatever. Sometimes these drugs like the they make strength. people like super strong, dude. Super yeah. strength, man. 
Um, so anyway, so yeah, what ended up happening is uh, he, he left the plant he was working with two colleagues. He had two other, you know, like middle-aged dads with him to go scare off these delinquents. And when he went over there and told them to leave, they both just attacked him. And one of his friends, like his friends that he was, that, or a co-worker that he was with, also was seriously injured. But they just, they just took off as soon as the sword came out. They just yeah, split, left their friend there. Fucking weird. Sword, yeah, like a 15 year old and an 18 year old here. Was it 15 and 18? Yeah, a 15 year old and an 18 year old just attacking this guy, and they're just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I guess with a sword, though, at least you have a chance. I mean, if, like you said, like, oh, places that don't have guns. I mean, if this was America, they would just have shot you. They would just shot There would be yeah, no yeah. trans. I mean, the guy didn't live anyways, but like. Well, the thing is, I think it's like dads, you know, dads have that attitude. It's like, you know, these two teens, like, get out of here. Like, I'm a fucking sure. dad, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, and, you know, don't you remember have dad that? strength. Dads, dads do. I was scared too. of dads too, but I mean, I would. I probably wouldn't have fought a dad, but I think they think that like, you know, these these chavs and these like you know teens today are going to respect their elders. That doesn't that doesn't happen. It didn't really that even happen in our day. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know? for a long time. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think I would have like gone to fisticuffs this is in with China, a dad. Dude. Yeah, but I would have gone to fisticuffs with a dad. Like if a dad came out, I probably would have like. You know, maybe called them some names or made fun of them or something. Skated away at my skateboard. I don't sure, think I would have like told them you fucked his wife or something. Yeah, or like your wife is a fat pig. Or I don't know. I would have said something stupid or you know made some comment. I don't think I would have tried to fight the guy. I probably yeah, just gone somewhere yeah. else and just been a dick. Sure. You know, <laughs> but these guys, I mean, it's another breed here. And so uh, they, so the defendants were seen taking tablets. That they were they washed down with vodka and other alcohol as they hung around, you know, in that neighborhood. And uh, one of the guys, one of the guys, the older one here, who was slurring his speech, he told officers that he had taken a mixture of cocaine and Xanax. Oh yeah, all right. So this is what's kind of that's kind of like a mini speedball or something, you know? Kind of. But why would you do that? Because it's like, correct me if I'm wrong. Cocaine's a stimulant, isn't Xanax kind of like a it's an opium. It's just like, well, why I said that about the speedball is like, you know, speedball's like coke and heroin. It's coke like heroin, you know, these yeah. two different drugs like playing against each other. It's like one's a stimulant, one's a, or, like or a downer whatever. or something like that. It's yeah. a downer or a relaxant or whatever. But it's like basically what it does is it pulls your heart in one way and then the other way back and forth. It's really bad for you. So, like, I would imagine doing coke and, you know, taking a pill is just as bad. You know, yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's got to be a weird buzz. I've never done that. I've never done, I, li I like Xanax. Uh, I've definitely done plenty of Xanax. And I, I don't think I've ever mixed Xanax and Coke, of, though. Uh, I don't think I have either. I definitely skipped. I lost a day or two on Xanax before. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's weird in the UK, they're typically lenient for sentences. And I think even if, like, you're a 15-year-old and you knife some guy and kill them, I still don't know if you'd be jailed for, like, 20 years, would you? Well, a lot of places, a lot of places in Europe and other places, like, you murder somebody, like, you don't go to jail for the rest of your life. Not like you know? Well, these guys, the 18-year-old Earnshaw jailed 22 years, and the younger kid, who was, 16, uh, he was 16 at the time, he got 16 years, which I mean, seems kind of like, bad. yeah, but I mean, it seems kind of harsh by, Eng usually English standards, you kill somebody, you get like seven years. And like probation, well, that's why I'm surprised. As far as I'm concerned, if you kill somebody, you shouldn't be allowed out, period. But like, that's besides the point. That's a pretty, that's that's not bad. You get out when you're in your early 30s. Especially consider what they did. But this probably didn't help their situation. So during the sentencing, the judge 
read the younger boy got Kroger, 16 year old. He wrote lyrics while he was in jail. Silly fucking wig and shit. They got like the silly wigs. That's the thing. The white wigs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's what they do. Um, but yeah, the uh, he the sixteen year old, the younger one, he wrote a bunch of lyrics while he was in his prison cell that they confiscated. Oh boy. And uh, yeah, and so the judge read these lyrics out, which did not help their sentencing. I I don't think at all. These teenagers, they just want to reach out. They want people to hear them. It's like, shut your fucking mouth, man. Shut your fucking mouth. One of them wrote a letter to like the victim's wife. was like, I'm sorry. This other guy writes a rap song called No Remorse. And here's, <laughs> here's the lyrics. They like publish it here. Dip him. Leave him dripping. Now my shoe's floating in a pool. Burn my kicks. Burn my Calvins after. Burn that fool. I'm trying to turn a man to a ghost. How's he 18 and still fucking girls that go to school that night? I was chilling while we were trying to bill it, but then we had to kill it. Big man tried beefing, so we had to kill it. And he just goes Dude, on and on. <laughs> it's a real shame because that guy could be like the next fucking Kanye West, man. He's got exactly. some fucking lyrics. He, can, he can so spit. really got some talent, you know? He can spit he's the lyrics. Spit, yeah. He can spit them. He can, he can spit some lyrics here. But yeah, so anyway, I think the moral of the story is if you're like, you know, middle-aged dad or whatever don't try to use your dad powers easy just yeah, leave the use alone when fuck you, it when you see a sword just walk away but also it's like you're at work who gives a shit it's yeah, your fucking yeah. work it's not like they're yeah, loitering yeah, yeah, on yeah. your front porch if they're on my front porch <laughs> i'm gonna be like all right you guys gotta go Wait, but have you like, ever seen this like I, I used to see this at the walgreens on Geary Street, right across the street from the hotel I used to work at, and like some homeless guy or something would steal something, and you see these fucking Chinese guys or whatever they're working there, they're like trying to catch the guy, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, like, dude, yeah. running after him. I've do? seen that before. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like it's Walgreens fucking Walgreens. Just, just <laughs> stay put, man. What the fuck are you crazy? So some, you know. I never uh, understood that. Like, well, I never understood that either. Like, if you work at the subway and someone comes in with a gun, I'd be like, "You're take just like whatever you want, everything. man. Yeah. You want me to make you a sandwich? You want like, a- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll make, yeah, I'll give free. Come in you next week. You want foot long? Like, what, what do you want? Yeah, it's like, yeah, why the shit. fuck would you care if someone yeah, rips off Walgreens? Yeah, I don't know. It's a work ethic or something. Anyway, yeah. just leave the use alone. Let them just fucking smoke their weed and take their Xanax bars. Let's let them do it. If I'm ever working and any of these motherfuckers want to murder somebody for me, I'm just going to go back to work. I'm not getting involved. I do not care. Yeah. All right, second story we have here. Um, this has to do with some domestic violence going on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, some domestic violence. That's... You know, I've, I've been in a lot of relationships, and I've, I've been in a couple that were like we used to throw things at each other. I, one of them, one girl, I remember, I had to like kind of grab her arms and be like, "You got chill, you got chill." Yeah, was she <laughs> like hitting you or something? Or? Just yeah, like trying to slap me. It's like you got chill, but I've never like I've never raised a hand towards her. I've never do that, and I've never, I never got have to point, either. But I've never got to point two where I've like tried to hurt someone in like with my car. Because you see that sometimes. <laughs> you see that where like the the woman will be in front of the car and yeah, the guy right. will be like inching forward and shit. So here, an Illinois woman allegedly ran over her boyfriend with her SUV, claiming that he was challenging her to do that. <laughs> right, would you? Okay, so first of all, have you ever been in this type of like, obviously probably not in this situation, but have you been in a volatile relationship? Like you and your lady, when they sure, fight, most, you and your girlfriend. Well, 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 me and my, 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 my girlfriend now, like, we definitely have fights, and we both definitely have fights. she Italian? This is, is she no, Italian, too? No, she's not. No, she's oh, Armenian, okay. actually, dude. Your oh, favorite. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like out in L.A. Actually, huh? she's half Armenian, half Mexican. 
Okay, but all she's right, but she's cool. She's okay. She's the least. That's it's fucked up. It's the least dysfunctional relationship I've been in. I've definitely been with girls that have been much crazier and like, like so when you date an you Italian know, chick, like two Italians, does it get pretty fiery? Get pretty you know, passionate? I, I only haven't. You know, it's funny in Jersey. Like, I only dated a few girls in Jersey. Most of my sexual experiences has happened in san francisco and it's not as many guineas out in san francisco you know but yeah they're fucking hot as fuck they're hot-headed i'm not into that shit and, and like half of them have mustaches so like <laughs> i'm not really into my own people you know do they have not big really naturals in. they have big naturals some of them Those do them? you know you, you know who's got big naturals though the jewish girls dude oh, you know jewish girls do oh, have big yeah. naturals dude they do i I like jewish girls (laughs) and you know in jersey where i grew up in north jersey pretty much it's all jewish and all italian you know so like you but but the jewish they're different they just have a different attitude it's like the fucking italian women are like they're nuts they're fucking nuts man yeah 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 now that's that's some passion there that's some passion yeah so so it's a serious passion you know but like um you know you i've definitely been with girls that are like trying to get me to you know, they're baiting you. They're you know, baiting to like, you to do this. And that's yes, the thing. You yes. don't want to take the bait, you know? No, you can't. And my psychologist told me, he's like, you just, you made a statement earlier. You said, I would never hit a girl. And I made that statement to my psychologist. And he's like, that's bullshit. You don't know that because you haven't been pushed far enough. So, and, and why he was saying that was that like, you need to take care of your own shit, you know, because if you're relying on the fact that oh, I would never hit a girl, you might I mean, be driven to the point someday, you know? So, like, you need to not use that as an excuse, you know? But, yeah, I, sure. I guess. I, mean, I would just say, I, you know, my personal motto is I'm not going to no, raise no, a, agree, my hand no, no, towards someone I else. I agree with you. I agree with you. What he was saying is that when you're in such a dysfunctional relationship, you can't make a claim like, I would never do this because you don't know how bad it's going to get. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I feel like, like you. Though, I know. Most relationships I've been have never been at this point. You know, where we're no, like no. challenging each Running other with people, a vehicle. No. So authorities in Illinois arrested a 48-year-old woman on an attempted murder charge uh, a couple weeks after she allegedly drove over her boyfriend, who later died. Raquel McCormick was arrested uh, just this past Wednesday by police in Highland, Illinois. Uh, the arrest was made one day after her boyfriend, Thomas Branken, died from the injuries he sustained on August 11th when she hit him with her car during a heated argument before leaving the scene. So she just, she just drove over the guy and took off. She like, took off. She's like, yeah, I'm yeah. Out. So allegedly she left the scene, but she did return. She did return. And she told police. Um, so it's not when, a hit and run. Okay. Well, I mean, it's she still though, left right? and she came back. And then once back at the scene, she ended up calling 911. Um, you got to get some credit for coming back. I mean. Yeah, I mean, she did come back, but uh, but when she did return, but she killed him. <laughs> well, when she returned, uh, witnesses reported this, but police also asked her, like, did you know if uh, Branken, her boyfriend, said anything to her when she returned? And she said he was just moaning. And I'm like, seriously, this is what Ugh. she said. She goes, seriously, this is the way you want to end this? Like yelling at the guy, moaning Jeez, on the ground that she ran that's, over. <laughs> that's harsh. That's fucking harsh. crazy, dude. Yeah. So officers oh that came on the scene, they found an unresponsive Brink and the boyfriend on the ground behind her business. I guess she had a business called Raquel's Wine House. You know, they're probably huge drinkers. You know, could you imagine you own a liquor, a liquor fucking, dist- well, they're probably a wine uh, business or something. God, that's Can I, I imagine? Like, could oh, you dude. imagine? I would be drinking a lot. 
Are you kidding me? I don't even need to imagine that. When Joe was a bartender at the House of Shields, <laughs> I imagined being a bartender <laughs> and how fucking retarded it would be. I like I would not have the and I'm not an alcoholic. Like I don't I don't drink that often, but like being You're pretty the, I would close. just want to drink every fuck No, dude. Come on. I'm a pothead. <laughs> I smoke pot all the fucking time. I drink like once a week. I don't drink that much. But with, like, Joe, with Joe Kelly it, was a bartender, though, at House of Shields, oh, but, we used to drink saying, a lot it, there. Sure, oh, of course. We used yeah. to close the doors, you know. But, like, if I was a bartender, like, with the alcohol around me, you know, everybody's drinking, oh, it would be terrible. Like, just that alone would be terrible, let alone owning, like, you yeah, know, whatever you're fucking about, business, gonna, a liquor distribution, yeah. you know, a wine business or whatever. Um, do you remember how Joe Kelly would never take the tips either? Take the tips. What do you mean? Like, I'm a tip at the end of the night. I'd try to tip him, and he'd be, unless I was drinking all night, but he would always be like, no, 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 that's cool. Sure. Of course. (laughs) He wouldn't take tips from friends. And, like, actually, one time, Marlon, like, yelled at me when I first met Joe, you know, his morals guys was drinking etiquette or whatever. And I'm just an asshole. What do I know? But, like, Joe closed the doors. I tried to tip him. He's like, dude, if he's letting us drink here after hours, like, don't tip. And I was like, all right, guys, sorry. But, like, I don't know, know, man. Joe's. that's that's I just feel weird. I feel like you give me all this money. Just here, take it. Sure. But you know what though? Like but that's how you you know, you, you have a friend a report of friends. It's like if I fucking was working at a bar, like I wouldn't be taking Yeah, I wouldn't get, yeah, or, especially my friends. I eventually I was know. just like, all right, fuck it. I mean it's 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 not like it's Joe's money. But you know but I've witnessed many times sitting there at the bar with Joe. And somebody doesn't tip him, and he turns to the person. And he's like, "Yo, we tip in this fucking country <laughs> to like some German guy or something." And I'm just like, "Jesus Christ, dude!" And at that time, I was working at the hotel as a bellman, so I'd be like, "Yo, man, like, yeah, I would like that sucks when we don't get tipped." I'm like, "How much money did you make tonight?" He's like, "Only made like four hundred. I was like, "You fucking kidding me, bro? I worked like nine hours. I made like hundred fifty dollars. You're bitching about this guy didn't tip you?" <laughs> I was giving him a hard time about it. I was like, shut the fuck. I just because when somebody don't tip me at the hotel, I have to be like, thank you very much. Have a great time out. You know, like I can't be like, yo, you fucking put asshole. their suitcase in, in their fucking trunk and be like, all right, there you go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I put in, I'm like, fuck off, you know. No, I can't I can't Joe Kelly. I have to be like very polite. So like he would do that shit. I was just like, oh god. So the boyfriend but, you know, here, the boyfriend here ended up succumbing to his wounds, which included injuries to both eye sockets. Facial fractures, Oof. swelling and bleeding of the brain, as well as swelling to the brain. Like she, she ran over his head. Yeah, like she that's ran right over the head. You know. Oof. So what ended up happening here? Uh, she told police that she and the boyfriend had been dating for more than three years, and then after a day of drinking and shopping, they went back to her business to check on it. I think they went back to their business to drink more. An sure, uh, argument ensued, and uh, she was like, "I'm out of here." She tried to leave, at which point. The boyfriend stepped in front of the car, and I think that's a mistake. I don't think you want to do that, especially when no, you're drinking. You know, when you're drinking, well, you do that. It's, it's not well, a good idea. When you're drinking, you feel invincible sometimes. You know. So I think he was calling her bluff. Like he stepped in front of the car, yeah, and he was yeah. just like, and then she challenged his her. Bluff. Well, he yeah. was like, "I dare you. Are you gonna hit me? Are you gonna hit me?" And then, and then I, she I, bluffed him. Well, yeah, witness was, was like, there, oh. and uh, she was like, you know, in the SUV. She had, the, you know, she had it going. She had her foot on the foot on the accelerator, and uh, he he like started smacking the hood of the vehicle, swearing at her, like yelling at her. Mm. And she allegedly backed up, stopped for a couple seconds, and then just like, you know, pedal to the metal, forward, just yeah. like Fuck. accelerated at a high rate of speed. And the witness heard like a crash and a thud noise. Jeez. Yeah. Then she fled, but she returned a short time later, and before calling nine one one. She started yelling at the guy, get up, 
get the fuck up. <laughs> and then he's faking it. <laughs> and the guy's just sitting there bleeding uh, out. Head just got just ran over. Dying, yeah. I, I mean, mean could you imagine? imagine like, so, so do you remember? I don't know. I'm sure you probably saw Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you remember the time when um, the one guy, he died, like Walter kills or he, he shoots um, uh, Ermintrout. Oh, Mike. And Mike like, yeah, 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 and he's dying and he and Walter keeps talking. He's like, would you just fucking shut up and let me die in peace? <laughs> well, he's, it's like, he's trying to like, justify it. Like, poor, I had to do it. I had to do it. And this is why. This and he's fucking just like, poor just guy on, is man. dying and she just won't shut up. It's like, let the fucking guy die in peace. He's still bitching at him. But he's bleeding <laughs> out. You know, it's like, get fucking... <laughs> It's terrible, man. Yeah, that it's just terrible. shows you that they didn't have a healthy relationship. So the, the yeah, you think the, the boyfriend here, Branken, he he could tell the type of guy this guy was too. He coached sports at a local high school. Um, he was like a he was the gym teacher, and he also was a volunteer assistant golf coach as well. But you know, you know the golf type. Coach. Like, do you remember the gym teacher you had? Oh, oh, I, Mr. Wasilius, dude. Yeah, yeah. He had a flat top and everything. And well, one thing in health ed class, he told us you cannot pee with a hard on. <laughs> and I was like, what? I've done it a million times. And one time in high school, this fucking guy, like, I don't know what happened. If I said something or he said something, and I mouthed off him. He physically grabbed me, pulled me out in front of everybody in the locker room while I was in, like getting changed, and like. Wait, was your dog hanging me. out? Like, were you? Were no, you, like, but I was like in my under—I was like in my underwear. But like, he pulled me out and started berating me in front of all these jocks. They're all lashing at me and shit. <laughs> like, you know, back in those days, like they did that. You know, like so. Yeah, I remember my gym teachers very well. Um, <laughs> it took us. Yeah. It was like a, a specific kind of breed, you know, that would go into being a gym teacher. Kind of like same oh, type of sure. guy that would be a cop, you know. Well, well, it's like an ex-jock, is in yeah, my mind. Yeah. It's like a jock that didn't wasn't successful, so they got to go revert to being a cop, so they can like assert their authority, or a gym teacher, so they can tell everybody. Tell people to go rub laps or something, you know? It's yeah, it's... So I can see him challenging his wife, and the wife's just like, "Fuck it, I'm running this." Dick yeah, right. Because I kind of like my machismo attitude, like you, you know, or whatever. I'm a fucking gym teacher. Plus, you're drunk, you know. It's like I'd be like, "Fuck this guy." So she's being imagine? held without bail. And she has yet mm-hmm. to enter any pleas to the charges she faces, so we'll see. Probably not going to imagine, <laughs> like, if you removed alcohol from like domestic violence, <laughs> it probably is the cause for like every single fucking fight. Because you know you're fucking bombed. Like you could be in a good fucking mood, and somebody's like, "Hey," and you're just like, "Fuck you, dude!" And like that's it, explosion. What I mean, do they a million. What do they say? It's like the cause and resolution of all life's problems. Alcohol. Yeah, I think so, dude. Yeah. I really think so, man. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. Fuck. Anyway, people, send your story, sickroundpodcast, gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, remember to keep it under three minutes. Uh, before we get to the calls, yeah, though. Yeah, if you uh, don't keep it under three minutes. We're not going to play it. Well, no, we'll be well, playing it on Patreon. That's what, that's what yeah, happens. Yeah, we'll just jerk off to it and throw it in the garbage. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so. Before we get to our first call, though, uh, here's a word from Adam Neve. Listeners, this is Trucker Paul. I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I've bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll. 
and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word fiddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. So you got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is the number here. Uh, the first call came in from good old Schlitzy. Schlitzy, he Schlitzy, called in. Schlitzy. Oh, yeah, Schlitzy. He's a long-time listener. Does he, does he like Schlitz, the beer? Like no, he's more like Schlitzy, the uh, microcephalic from the movie Freaks. You ever see the movie Freaks? Oh, from the 30s? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. He looks, he looks a lot like awesome. Yeah, he looks a lot like him. Or you remember Schlitzy? <laughs> <laughs> Which character Schlitzy, dude? Is one that the, the black guy no, with the no pin, hands and legs? No, the pinheads. Remember the pinheads? Uh, one of the pin, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that's like that's like one of us. One of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. We were chanting that. You know. Yeah, we were anyway, he he's uh co he's co hosting the wait, show a that's few That's where they got um sorry, not to interrupt again, but that's the Ramones Gaba Gaba. Hey, hey, that's from Freaks, right? Is it? Gabba Gabba I Hey. So. I think so. I had never heard that. I don't know. I don't think I, I thought it had something to do with that movie. I'm gonna have to look that up after this. I look know, it up. I, I could. I could that makes be totally it makes sense. So wrong. it makes sense because I but... think they make they make some. Uh, I don't know. I think that's part of the chant. Like gobble gobble. I one of us. I don't know. I thought I it was like know. gobble could... gobble one of us. I thought I could. But maybe, could maybe totally they. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm gonna look that up. Disinformation sure. out there, you know. Anyway, Schlitzy heard our show last week where we were talking, mm. trying to, trying to comprehend bitcoins and we're just like mm. two rotundos like sitting here trying to explain bitcoins uh, me and uh, oh, well, lee gatsby made no sense well, but anyway i can you. add into that because i don't know shit about it either yeah and, but schlitzy does actually so let's yeah, see. okay well jesus fucking christ i'm listening to this fucking guy trying to explain bitcoin to you and it's very frustrating first off i don't fucking like uh uh gatsby and I figured out why, because I listened to the episode again, because he had asked me a question about it, and, and I'm like, why don't I like this guy? And figure it out, it's because this motherfucker has confidence. I like my sick and wrong host, broken, dejected, and, uh, you know, self-loathing. This guy doesn't have that. That's why I don't like him. You know, if uh, Harrison ever ODs, uh, or I should say when, um, the, Hopefully the, not. You gotta have that guy that was on with Jeff Kelly because he he was fucking funny and he was you know he hated himself. I could hear it in his voice. But <laughs> Bitcoin is. Absolutely- He's talking about you, by the Me? way. Me? What? Uh, <laughs> <did> you- <laughs> hey, thanks, guy. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the Jersey connection because Schlitzie's from yeah. Jersey, so oh, Jer- okay, yeah. he, he can because he can sense well, the Jersey in you. What what he knows about Jersey is this: that anybody over there, they could be the boringest fucking person, and they can fucking tell you a story about how they fucking tied their shoes. And even if you fucking don't like the guy, you're still like intrigued, anyway, because people over there they don't know how to shut their fucking mouths. And that's <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. So yeah, exactly. Because I, I have nothing incredible. really to say. Um, no. I no, opened a account on blockchain in 2016. Um, I opened it uh, with my bank account to transfer money in because almost every single blockchain-based uh, wallet you have to atta- attach to some sort of identification. Um, so what he's referring to is that in the story we did last week, the mm-hmm. guy, this guy tried to put like or contaminate baby food 
at this mm -hmm. uh, grocery store chain. And he was like, if you, you got to pay me like 2 million pounds, um, and I'll like tell you where the, you know, I'll stop doing this. And he was going to give him a Bitcoin bank account to deposit the money in. And I was like, there's no way they, they could trace that. Like, there's no way that could be completely anonymous. But then uh, but the, Lee Gadsby was arguing with me about it. And none, the we're Bitcoin, so, I, it's supposed to be, I guess. That's what they say. It's like completely still, untraceable or something. Well, I still think, I don't know they, how I still think the works. company, yeah, exactly. And it's like we're, we were too uh, retarded to even understand yeah. it. So here's Slitzy's going to explain it to us. All right. All right. And if I transferred a million dollars in and transferred it out, uh, it is traceable. There See? is fucking you. companies yeah. uh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. that uh, trace yeah. Bitcoin. Um, where it becomes, the, what, the, people confuse this shit all the time. It's very simple. It's anonymous in the sense that, Everything is transparent. Every transaction is recorded publicly and, and it's searchable. Um, I can search my transactions from 2016, but if I'm smart enough and I'm able to put the dots together, you can figure out that it's me. It is fucking totally traceable. Well, I also think like the feds could go to like the Bitcoin company where you're trading it and be like, we want to see the records of all the transactions and things yeah, like that. I, I, trace find it. It hard to, I find it hard to believe too that like, you know, that stuff is so untraceable that like, yeah, like a federal government can't just like with all their resources. Well, I, I just don't think anything this day and age is completely anonymous. But you know, I mean, honestly, I dude, know. it's like for fucking Bitcoin, people are talking about stocks and shit. I, I'm like, so what? I don't have stock. I don't have anything. I don't have a fucking money in my bank account. All I've got is credit card debt. So like when people are talking about like investments or Bitcoin, it's like that's for fucking people who are like planning for their fucking future and they've got like extra shit. Well, and like, have money. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and they have money. They have extra so like people Bitcoin, I'm like, oh, oh cool. That's a that sounds interesting to me. Um like how do I pay my credit card bill? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Harrison's it's like I'm, I'm done, a different level, you know? Harrison's made some money on Bitcoin before in the past. I know I a few people has. have made it, you know? But do you know, and do I, you have any friends that have actually made money on well, Bitcoin? I don't, true, the only it, person I know is Harrison. Many, many years ago, like, I was, like, with a friend of mine, and we went over his, we were, like, driving around, he got a flat tire, and we are like, in the neighborhood of one of his friends, went to his friend's house, whatever, we were hanging out, and he was mining Bitcoin, and this is the first time I ever heard of it, I was like, what? And he's like, basically, I have the server set up, and it does this, like, thing automatically, and I was like, it, this is way before, like... Had you ever even heard huge. of Bitcoin at that time? I never heard of it, and I was like, uh, I was like, I was very like, oh, electronic internet money? I was like, that's fucking retarded. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. But like, I don't know if he made any money off it, but years later, of course, you hear about these people who made like all tons of money, right? So I have a friend, my other friend who's lives in Chile, his name is Bernardo, that like him and his dad do some kind of Bitcoining, mining, and they're selling and doing this shit with Bitcoin. They like they don't work. That's all they do is they fuck around with Bitcoins, and it doesn't still it doesn't make any sense to me. Marlon went out. Does and he visited make money? Him. I mean, do they actually make they money. They make they make money. I I painted a couple paintings for him, and he tried to pay me in Bitcoin, and I was like, dude, I I don't know even know. I, I, no, <laughs> no, I take cash, you know. But anyways, so like he, they 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 do have this endeavor where they're like doing Bitcoin and this and that. And it doesn't make too much sense to me. And the only reason why they're able to do it is because they already have money. So, like, they don't have jobs. and Well, that's you know, the thing. They have the money where they can actually invest. So if yeah, they take exactly, a loss, exactly. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it's fucking weird, you know. And this guy I know from Chile, Bernard, is like a fucking weird is guy. Bernard? Like, 
Bernardo. 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 His, okay. And his brother's name is Bahamain, you know, Benjamin, <laughs> but in Spanish, I guess. Right. So anyways, when we met this fucking guy, Bernardo, when he moved to our high school in Jersey, he, he moved from Chile. Like, I, I didn't experience this part because I met him a little bit later, but like Marlon would say like, he was like walking around school in like pink fucking pants and shit and like weird like you knew he was from fucking Europe like he got like stuck out like a sore fucking thumb you know and he wore like pink like pink jeans like not jeans but like weird pants or like he had like just like odd like he either so he looked like, like an exchange student or something pink well I experienced this working at the hotel dude because you see people coming from Europe and you're like you're like yo why does that guy have like fucking like orange pants with pocket like they look fucking weird <laughs> like a button pocket in the middle of their shirt or some shit and you're like yes yeah, guy's got to be from fucking eastern europe you know <laughs> or some weird fucking area anyways so this is exactly what happened he walked in he had like like weird reeboks on or something and they pink of pants marlon became friends with him but everybody else like didn't like this guy and we start hanging out with him and and like we always thought he said weird is this weird foreign guy from chile and we thought everybody from chile was like totally bizarre it turns out that he's just like a weird guy. Yeah. yeah but like yeah. this guy, Bernardo, like when we were in high school, he had these two dogs. He had these two fucking bulldogs, Pepper Boy and Daisy Girl. Right. <laughs> and Daisy Girl got hit by a car at one ah, point. Shit, that sucks. And she she survived. She lived. She lose like, like a like, leg or something. Well, she like the, her legs were weak. Her back legs were weak after the accident. And like Pepper Boy used to like try to fuck daisy girl and when he used to mount legs. and oh, when, no. when pepper boy would mount daisy girl her weak legs would give out and she would fall like her back would fall and he couldn't like mount her and he pepper boy would mount her face and like bernardo used to like we, like we'd be over there like he would like cheer him on like it was like a funny thing we're just like, what the fuck like and we used to think like we're like well, chileans are so weird like it just turns out that this guy was just a weirdo like yeah but they don't have like they don't have as many channels on their television as we do in chile so i imagine chile, this might, no, they well, this like might pass for entertainment there you know yeah, yeah, well, like, that's, that's what i'm saying yeah, it's that, like that's how they pass the time this dude. is like chilean <laughs> friends you know this is yeah like, <laughs> it was as just like you know and and again like I, I want to tell your fucking audience, I'm not a complete white, oblivious suburban kid like my friend Marlon. He's Puerto Rican, right? So like, I Marlon's been on the show before. I think sure, yeah, Harrison yeah. called him yeah, oh, Armenian, Armenian Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Armenian Hitler. He's Puerto Rican. I'm not like, but like we we didn't know any foreign kids. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's so like Jersey. We, it's like small town Jersey. It, it was weird. It was like just like this weird Chilean guy, and he just like had all these weird habits. And like, I mean, he was a really good friend of ours. You know, he still is. Did all but... three of you guys start wearing pink pants? No, fuck no, dude. <laughs> no way. We 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 Americanized him. We totally Americanized him at some point, you know. And like, he didn't dress like that anymore. But like, when he first came on the scene, it was just like, what the fuck? What like, the fuck? Who, yeah, this yeah, is he's fucking, Like, just like you could just tell he's not he's not just foreign, but from Europe. Yeah, <laughs> like, or, or, because even though he's Chilean, like he had this like European influence. Well, that's you know, the thing you don't like, even know. White, you know. Yeah, you're in Jersey, you know. That's his. It was it's yeah. It was it was. Easy, so that's my like experience with Bitcoin. Account, hope somebody rents and they send you. <laughs> Doesn't money, make any sense. No, <laughs> they're gonna very easily be able to find you. You have to transfer it through many. Does different he sound accounts. like he has a Split Jersey accent? Go all over the place, kind so of, so that it would make the searching very very hard. 
his but, accent well, is very um, like it's not Sopranos accent. Bitcoin, it's very like me. Uh, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Jersey. But you know, you used to the Jersey like what I got. Like, yo, how you doing? I'm a fucking giddy. Yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> this is a white guy though from Jersey. I don't know where in Jersey he's from. So, but... do you consider Italians not white? I mean, I... well, okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. I mean, I'm just I'm... saying, a, you know, an Amer. Well, whatever. You know what I mean? I hey, think he's ginger listen, or something. Marlon sent to me not that long ago. He considers me non-white. Now, as a Sicilian, that makes me proud. <laughs> he took it as a compliment. Hey, listen, uh, I, I got mean, my I idea. Yeah, he took it as a compliment. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's Bitcoin listen to the fucking phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, think it's slowly in certain coins, and, like, every fucking one is bought either through, like, a, a debit card, a credit card. Actually, See, that's the like thing. It's totally places in a bank Yeah. Account. If I take that money and buy drugs with it, uh, they can fucking find it. Uh, there's there's uh, three companies in the United States that I can think of that that's what they specialize in. is cryptocurrency, uh, uh, cyber uh, uh crime uh, uh, accounting, and they're very, very, very good at it. It's almost impossible now unless you opened an account in the very beginning in, like, you know, quote-unquote an offshore, like, German fucking uh, wallet. Uh, they can absolutely find that shit. You know All right, what, well, there you the, go. Do you know what the most untraceable thing is? Fucking cash. Yeah, well, cash, untraceable. yeah, yeah. But then, yeah. but the thing is, though, if you're gonna like hold the supermarket to, for ransom for two million dollars, how or two million pounds or whatever, how are you gonna get the cash? Like in a I big suitcase? Yeah, yeah, you know? I got, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I kind of was impressed he was using Bitcoin, but I mean, I still don't. That, that I question how that could be untraceable. So I, you know, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing. But again, like we don't know about it. If you're like a weird computer guy. Like oh, maybe, maybe you, know you might be able to set it up or something. I mean, semi untraceable or there's got to be a way to do it. I mean, back in the day, it's like you put a suitcase in a locker at Union Station, you know, and then I'll go get it or something. You know, I, I, I don't it, know how they do it these days. I, the only thing I know is this: if there's something, whatever it is, there's gonna there's a way to obtain it, and there's a way to not. You know what I mean? Like if. If like oh Bitcoin and oh it's traceable, like people will find a way to make it untraceable, and then there are people will find a way to make it traceable. You know what I mean? It's like an ongoing thing. Like yes, I mean, obviously, you, if you, there, there's a will, there's a way. You know well, what that's I mean? the thing. So obviously, there's a way. Well, obviously, there's a way to like that. You know, terrorist organizations or whatever figured out a way to like deposit money in a Swiss bank account or something that's yeah, right. untraceable. So I mean, I think that makes what, sense. The Swiss, they're like notorious for being neutral, right? So well, you can, but, then, but but you can store your money there, and that's the thing. And there's the other Nazis offshore bank accounts. Maybe with the Swiss, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure right? they all did. Yeah. Anyway, thank yeah, you, so Schlitzy. Yeah, thank you, Schlitzy, for explaining bitcoins to yeah, uh, th- to Rotundos. Yeah, thanks, Schlitzy. That's... I still don't fucking yeah. understand how it works. <laughs> thanks a lot. Uh, next call we're is uh, Chris, the Poly guy. This guy's Poly. Um, what does that mean, Poly? Oh, he's he into just polygamy. Like... He's got like multiple partners. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, right, Chris, right. the Poly uh, guy. I think he's from. I think he's from Canada, but don't quote mm-hmm. me on that. Anyway, here he calls in about drunk driving. Uh, hey, Dean Harrison, uh, it's uh, Christopher, the poly guy, calling in, um, just trying to uh, talk a little bit about drunk driving. Uh, my experience with it's a whole lot of driving, fun. Uh, oh, yeah. I've only done it twice. That's the in thing. My life. Um, I only did it twice. Jesus, uh, I did it twice. Like for, I think when I was eighteen. 
Like the first day I turned 18. Like, I did it twice last week. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't owned a car in like 20 years, so I haven't. Yeah, it's done about it the same. I mean, the thing is, I don't. I believe me, I'm not a proponent of drinking and driving. But every time, every now and then, you gotta, you oh, gotta do it. I'm you not. Have to I'm not it. saying it's a good thing. However, many of us have done it. I've done it many times, and honestly, like, it's you more than likely you'll be okay it's yeah, that yeah. chance I mean, that yeah. you could do something stupid and that's why it's illegal right of yeah. course nine times out of ten you'll be fine but it depends on oh, how I'd... drunk you are a 2020th or 21st birthday i drove home drunk after having like maybe like three or four beers the fucking lightweight back then um but my next four beers that's not even that much was how many about years four that's not I, like yeah. I'm not I'm like that's like nothing, you know. I mean, oh. even now I've drinking more than four beers and like I feel like I could drive a car fine. I'm like yeah, I'm not yeah. like oh I'm so fucked up I can't see straight, you know. Yeah, it's not that it's not even that big of a deal. It's nothing. Uh, I was uh, downtown in my city that I lived in at the time uh, with uh, city? a friend of mine. I think he's Canada. I think he's Canada. We were like. We were fucking wasted. Like, we were just like going from bar to bar. Like we were doing shots at every single bar we went to and drinking pints of beer on top of that. Um, and one bar, the the last bar that we ended up at, he picked a fight with these two, just randomly picked a fight with these two uh, native guys for whatever reason. Natives. Um, oh, like they have Indians there too, right? Well, I think like they. Have, yeah. I think it's like, like uh, it, it got to a point where it was. Mm, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, they like one, one, one of them even said to me, like, "Dude, like your friends being a fucking retard." Like, <laughs> I, I do love that when you're when you're wasted and you're at a bar and your friends just being a dick and the the guy the friend of the yeah, guy like, who like who's about to somebody, kick the shit out of him is going to be like yeah like. Your friend's you, fucking with these guys, and one of the guys is like, "Dude, come on!" Like, come on, we're we're about to beat the living shit out of your friend, so you might it's as almost, well just stop it. It's right almost now. like they're giving you one last chance. Like, listen, yeah, one dude, warning you really there. You know, this, you know? it's like, do you want to let on, this happen? Because we could stop it right now. I've been on both sides of that fucking. Oh yeah, oh yeah, fucking situation, dude. <laughs> I've been on both sides this of that, is, man. Shit's gonna go down, and I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when you pull your friend out of the bar, no you know? With you guys, and they're like, yeah, we have no beef with you either. I'm like, if if it gets to that point, like, I'm not going to interfere at what? all. What? Dude, um, you take well, your friend well, out of the bar. So you remove he, him from the situation. Yeah, yeah. Unless your you friend's can. being a total dick. If your friend's, like, it's, sitting there spouting off racist shit to a bunch of natives. Here's the thing. Okay, I'd be like, he deserves an ass kicking. So. Let's say, like, I'm with Marlon and Joe Kelly, right? Joe Kelly gets into some shit with some guy. Because you know he's gonna, maybe, right? Now, now here's the what, thing. Like at a convenience store? Like a guy in yeah. front of him in line buying beer? No, or at a falafel place or whatever. And <laughs> now we're uh, doing personal business. I can't talk about that. But, you know, it's like Joe Kelly, like... It's like, he's a, you know, he's getting into these fights or whatever. And it's like, if he... Any of my friends, if they get into an altercation with somebody at the bar or whatever, like, I'm not going to step in unless they're getting their ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like, if Joe Kelly gets into a thing with somebody and it's a one-on-one -on -one thing, I'm going to let him play it out. You know, I'm not going to jump oh, in. I'm thing. not going to do he it two-on-one. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's not even like oh well you should but just like all right man like i might be like dude you know talk try to talk him out of it but you can get to a thing you get to a thing but what if the he's only drunk? time i'm gonna the only time i'm gonna jump in as a friend regardless of what he said is if he's getting his ass kicked but then what if he's drunk and, and it's like him. two dudes that he's mouthing off to and these two guys want to fight him at that point well, i'd sure be like want. dude let's just go yeah you want to try to stop it you want to try to pull it yeah, away yeah. you know what i mean of I, would, course, I would of course. i would step in i wouldn't be like i'm not gonna interfere if it's like two guys about to care i'd be like i'd say to my friend shut the fuck up we're going somewhere else yeah no absolutely absolutely yeah. don't but if they're getting their ass kicked i don't care i'm gonna stop it but I'm well, gonna that's try a different to, thing but if somebody them. gets into a one-on-one thing it's like i'm very much the proponent of like all right man you guys want to fight, well, it, you out? Walked, like, you, fight you, it out you walk you know you walk i'll sit on the sideline and you know it's like joe kelly could take care of himself or marlon oh, yeah. or whoever yeah. and even if, if i got into a fist fight with somebody i wouldn't want my friends to jump in unless i started to lose you know what <laughs> exactly I mean? because then. although that you look like a chump it's like you, you know like i'll take care of it myself i don't you want know a broken I mean? nose you know yeah but you don't you know yeah fighting is got the living it's just fucking shit kicked out of them like so uh, bad that he dude your buddy got the shit kicked out of him uh so I ended up. Uh, oh, we were also we were also on we were also doing rails of coke. <laughs> well, no wonder yeah, your that, no wonder your friend's mouthing off to a couple natives uh, there. So I That'll ended help. Up driving him <laughs> and his green pickup truck home tonight. Although out and fucking wasted, oh, and I even went through a police roadblock without any problems. Well, that's the beauty of cocaine yeah. when you're drunk. I can't believe it. Either. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Cocaine sobers me up when I'm drunk. I, well, that, that's the thing. If you're that wasted, you do a couple rails, it's like, I'm yeah, good to go. Up, I'm good to go yeah. for about yeah. maybe a half an hour. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and then it's going to wear off, and then it's like, <laughs> I'm going to be drunk again. again. Yeah, it's yeah. like, so, but that's the thing. I've been wasted, and it's like someone offers me a couple rails. It's like, I could drive home now. Because you're yeah, also you totally, really confident, too, you know? You perk up, too, yeah, and you're yeah, confident, yeah. and you're, yeah. But I, if, if I was this dude's friend, I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Why'd you let that happen? Yeah. I'd be like, you know, just why didn't you just, like, fucking just grab me, pull me out of the bar? Yeah, no shit. Got Jesus. All right. Last call we have here. Uh, Liz calls in. Um, so this this chick Liz was uh, she was she was she called in a while ago and was talking about going to like dirty movie theaters mm-hmm. in Houston, which I didn't even mm-hmm. know they still had those there. Like, have uh, you been? Th- I guess. Well, in New York, I in New York before Giuliani well, before Giuliani Times mayor, Square. I remember that we 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 used to. We used to go up to a few places, yeah. Did you ever go sure. to Show World in Times Square? I don't know. Big I, we one. used to go to this place. We used to go to this place called Playpen was one. It was like it was like one of those. It was like kind of like the Lusty Lady where you go in and it's like a window comes Show up. Show World and you're was like that too. With a the lot boots, of those yeah. like weird coin places, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you could just give them a little tip and they'll let you do whatever you want, pretty much. Well, she's saying, <laughs> like, she way. would go to, a like, a movie theater where they're watching mm-hmm. a porn and there'd be a bunch of dudes, like, wanking Jerking it in the park. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. Well, it's that's a, like Pee Wee Herman, you know? He was in a movie theater, well, wasn't he? When he was get quite jerking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that happens. Um, but anyway, she was, like, in there with her boyfriend and she would go mm-hmm. over to the guys jerking off and, like, pull her tits out and let them jerk off on her tits. Whoa. Yeah. 
Wow. So anyway, she calls in part two about that. That's crazy, dude. Hey, guys, it's Liz. <laughs> I just got done listening to the latest episode where you played my call about going to the dirty movie theater, and I wanted to kind of clarify a few things. Really? Or, or, is that like a dying thing? Yeah, you don't have those. Do you have any of those in, in San Francisco? We have a bunch. I feel like... Uh, I don't know if they do anymore. Well, probably not ones you go to. I haven't been to one in forever. <laughs> one went on forever. Pretty much no all idea. of them are connected to sex shops. Um, you know, uh, and we went to several. Um, there's one, only one of them actually had us, like, sign something. But I know Harrison Astor mentioned something about that. There's a place called Smoochies on I-10. Smoochies. Like a two-story sex shop. Um, yeah, it was a fun little place. But a place we went to a whole bunch was a place called... BJ's, which is really close to where we lived, um, and they never had their name on the building, but if you look it up, that's what they called the place, and that place is just packed all the time. It's got um, a single section with these little booths where people can, like, jack off. Nobody ever closed the door, (laughs) so you could always just kind of go in there and see people jacking off in the booth. Then you had a couple section, which were these big recliners, and they were, like, leather seats. Every time you felt like, God, I'm going to have to fucking burn my clothes when we get home. Yeah, like, would you sit <laughs> on that fucking seat? No, you could Well, oh, dude, I remember going into, when I first moved on Geary Street, on Geary and Polk, there was one of those places across the street, like a porno. Wait, wait oh, know, what was the name store? of that place? Was that a, <sighs> fuck, not, that's not the Gulch. That's the that's the gay one right over oh, there. No, but the one you're talking close. about right at Geary and Polk. So, I went in there. Polk, there was before. a homeless shelter on the corner. Oh, yeah. And next to it was a porno place. Yep. And then there was a club right next to it, like a, a, like a rave club. And I remember in 98, we wake up at like 7, 8 in the morning. There'd be like a crowd of 50 people out on a fucking street coming out of a club, you know. And so, but there was like a porno place and like, there's like video booths in there. And I remember going in there and there's just like condoms and shit. And you can't touch anything in there, dude. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mean, even go anywhere near you, that shit. Yeah, it's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. Would you ever actually go into the lusty, lusty lady? I went in there with a girl once. Yeah, I, I went in there with the stripper girl we used to know that like we went in there together in the booth and we're like laughing at the strippers like I like wanted to fuck her we didn't fuck you know of course but um, yeah it was weird it was a little weird it was uncomfortable I just remember I went in there with a girl who used to work there and uh, uh-huh. we ended up like we were with her and her friend and we were at the birthday party we were so wasted and we go in there in this booth and, the, and you could put money in the booth goes up and sure. the girls yeah. are uh-huh. just kind of like dancing around and Lusty was cool because it was like wasn't it like, like a a co-op? Like all the 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 women all own that place. Maybe I, I, th- I think that's idea. what it was, which was interesting. It's very atypical for a lot of those clubs over there. Sure, yeah. But absolutely. a lot of the girls kind of looked sort of sort of like suicide girls, but also like mm-hmm. not as hot as the ones that like Hustler Club or whatever. But anyway, we're sitting there and there, and uh, she starts like kind of going down on me. I'm looking around. I didn't want to lean up against any wall. There was like come oh, yeah, all Drew, over the, the fucking. Oh, there was yeah. like come all over the fucking glass, and I was and it smelled like cum, and I was just like trying to like you know get a blow job at the same time not touch anything. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting, dude. Yeah. That's like I, I knew somebody who tried to get a job at Knob Hill Theater once, dude. Oh, and man. like <laughs> that was, and like they were trying to get job strip. Is that a like, gay place? Not built through Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on Bush Street. Bush oh, yeah, is like yeah, downtown. Yeah, yeah. And like 
it's it's weird because it's like not in an area where there's any strip clubs. It's no, like in it's Union kind Square. of it's sort of Union Square. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, no it's in Union Square. There. It's weird. It's a weird and location. Like, it's been there forever. And though. like he tried to get a job, you know, dancing or whatever, and they're like we can give you a job cleaning up, you know? And oh, my God. It's like, no, next, you... I'm out. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't wear a fucking, yeah, I wouldn't even wear a hazmat suit doing that. It'd be fucking gross. Yeah, Any of those clubs. Like, the Lusty Lady, it's like, that place. And the, the other weird thing about it is when the windows go up, you can see the other perverts, like, Oh, yeah, like, off. across the way or whatever, yeah. you know? Because it's like... Watching you. Know, you. Like a, there's like a like a circular or like kind of yeah like it was, a it was kind of like a dome like an oval dome yeah yes. fucking, and windows, that whole yeah. place is weird but then Larry Flynn bought it out and expanded That's the right. hustle club I remember yeah down. I remember that I was kind of bummed you know you know that, that was Lemmy's favorite strip club you know that really oh he loved the Lusty Lady yeah weird interesting when I met him he like was like oh you know San Francisco Lusty Lady and I was like oh yeah. <laughs> That was weird, huh? And you just couldn't see anything either except for the movie. But that was mostly because a lot of guys were getting their, their dick blown. Uh, and the next uh, – you could just hear it all around you. Just was, uh, interesting. And then they had another section, which was a mix of singles and couples, which, by the way, most of these couples, it was prostitution. Oh, of course. Just big – prostitution stuff going on we actually ran into a guy who used to check me out at the grocery store um and i'm pretty sure he was there you know prostituting sucking cock and whatnot um the other thing too that we have is full nude bars if you get outside the city limits oh he used to they probably go nuts you can go to these strip clubs they're full nude they're really interesting there's a lot of illegal activity but we used to go to those um we went to one once for my birthday (laughs) and he got me uh a stripper she's really fucking hot she had a very very beautiful Mm. this is a keeper but yeah i just wanted to kind (laughs) of clarify that but yeah we Really? Is this just not a thing anymore? Dirty I don't movie think they theaters? have dirty movies. But really, here they're just for people. To At go least in out. big cities, I, I haven't seen talk. one in years. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just wanted to call. What's the point of it kind of with the internet? You know? Yeah, but I mean, um, yeah, it was. It was a I mean, unless you're a voyeur and you like to really jerk off in public, those guys were timid. They were scared of me, <laughs> but we fucked anyway. Take care, guys. Bye. So this chick used to like. She would just like take her tits out while guys were jerking off. Yeah, like so she told the story that she was in a one of those, like her boyfriend was into watching her like mm-hmm. you know, do yeah, like uh-huh. some type of things. They went to a dirty movie theater and she heard mm-hmm. these guys like jacking off. And I, I don't know if her boyfriend told her to or if she just did it on her own accord. She just walked back next to this guy that was just whacking like a couple rows behind him, just took her tits out and was like do it on my tits and then he did Whoa. it then the, the guy behind him was like oh, i'm gonna do it and then like another guy and, like, and she just had come no, all over her tits what the <laughs> that's crazy dude what you wouldn't be that into is... wait you wouldn't be into a bunch of strangers nutting on your girlfriend in a dirty movie theater no but if i was one of the strangers <laughs> i'd be into it like that's yeah, what no, you it's want crazy like, oh no that you... that must have been their get those guys what dream you're watching a porn yeah, well it's, it's like it reminds him. me of like it reminds me of like the teacher that like rapes like a young boy who's like 13 and it's like oh yeah guys like the kid was already dreaming of his teacher like wanting to fuck him and then the teacher does it you know it's like <laughs> where, okay it's like where did this come, come from where did this come from <laughs> <Is> what <laughs> 
With me? Where did it come from? Me? I'm just saying, this is a weird analogy. Oh, yes. No, no, no. No, it's, 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 it, the analogy is this. You're doing something and you like there's like this fantasy. Oh, it's that like you a fantasy that true. you had. Like, yeah. It's like you're like jerking off and you're just like in the middle of jerking off. Like some hot girl comes in your room and is like, I'll take care of the rest of that. And you're like, okay. It's just like if you like you hear about like some woman teacher who like ends up seducing like a 14 year old male student. It's like oh, that happens a lot now. Never happened. But what in my I'm saying day. is like it's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you wish it fucking happened in your day, and I don't think you'd feel like you were being raped. You'd be like, "This is th- so crazy." So Did that's you- kind of like a similar sentiment that I'm getting from like if you look in a porno booth, you're going up to some hot girls, like, "Hey, check out my tits, come on them." You'd be like, "Holy shit, this is crazy!" Like, did you, you ever even- have any hot teachers that you'd have bone? Sure, dude. I had a teacher when I was in eighth grade. I had a teach science teacher, Mrs. Monroe. She was in fucking Playboy in the sixties, dude. And her Playboy name was Bubbles, so everybody was calling her Bubbles Monroe. And like when we were, when she, she was, was teaching, how she was old kinda, was she when she was a teacher? Like fifties? She must have been in her no, maybe forties or late thirties. I don't know, but she was like heavy. She had like big tits, you know. But like big naturals. Yeah, big naturals. But at the time in the sixties, I don't think she was fat and Playboy. But like some kid brought that fucker. He had he fucking found it, brought it in, and like it was her, dude. Like it was crazy, you know. God like, damn, that that, that yeah. would be amazing. Those te- I it's, I didn't have any attractive teachers. Yeah. And I don't know how I don't know if she was attractive, but like just knowing that as an eighth grader, you were like attracted to her. Oh yeah, of mean? course. Like of course. I might have had some hot teachers. I don't remember. People call us cigar hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. We did get one email I wanted to read out. Um, this guy wrote in. So we were talking. You ever heard of the term shabeen? You ever heard of that term no. shabeen? I'm learning a lot of terms tonight. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of terms. So shabeen is like a. It, from what I heard, it was like an unlicensed. It was like a like a drinking establishment or like a still kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I mentioned on the show, me and Harrison got a big argument. He's like, "That's not even a real word." And I'm like, "I swear to God, it's a word." Turns out this guy writes in here, Mike. He says, "Hey D, you were correct. Shabeen. It's called shabeen in Gaelic. Was an unlicensed drinking establishment." Oh, is it Gaelic? Yeah, which moved around like, uh, like, like they, I guess they still have them. There's still plenty around Belfast. It's like a but like oh, an weird. unlicensed drinking establishment. Yeah, almost like a pop-up like drinking, almost pop-up bar. Like almost like something. a speakeasy or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Shabin is a term. I knew it. Anyway, um, people, best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. We appreciate everybody donating to Patreon, supporting the show. This week, Wackerly actually subbed the Patreon. And uh, now that we talked about a variety of different topics, uh, one of uh, we, did, we did a story about an adult baby, which is one of Wackerly's most hated adult. things. Baby. Yeah, it's like a 28-year-old who wears diapers, a diaper lover. Oh, oh like a fetish thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. but I've this guy that. wore I mean, this yeah. guy kept, he's unemployed because he keeps getting fired for wearing diapers mm. to his catering job. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Wackily weighs in on that. We also played a call from Waxer about a, uh, a homeless man? guy in Birmingham, England. Um, so anyway, go check it out. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. Uh, finally, your Sick and Wrong song of the week came in from Poor Musician in the UK. He says, hey, Dean Harrison, as a tribute to our illustrious god and hero, Lemmy. My friends and I, there's five of us, have just completed a marathon of drinking a bottle of Jack a day for the last 30 days. 
that's a lot of Jack Daniels. Yeah, this pilgrimage like... has moved us all closer to a wooden box. But <laughs> is frankly, that what it is, a pilgrimage? yeah, pilgrimage. But frankly, life is for dying anyway. I think you just pretty much destroyed your liver. I hope you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Although Lemmy did love his Jack. Uh, we if life very, is for dying, you're getting yeah. closer. We'd very much appreciate if you could use this track here, Smiling Like a Killer, to celebrate a great, great man and the fact that none of us have lost the total use of our livers. you got to be getting close, though. Uh, thanks in advance from Five Broke UK guys who don't want to live past 40. And just in case anybody thinks we're being irresponsible in these COVID-fucked-up times we all live in, the same house which stinks of beer, curry, and rock and roll. P.S. After drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels, the podcast sounds a hell of a lot better. But then again, so does Celine Dion. Peace out. Well, thank you there, poor musician UK. It's a great song, actually. It's on one of the later Motorhead records. Do you ever get into Motorhead? I like Motorhead, sure. I, my favorite album by them is their very first album. That's and a great, like, yeah. It's got a vibrator. Iron Horse, yeah, Vibrator. Yeah, that's I'm my favorite shit by them. My favorite I, shit. I do like Overkill is my favorite one, but this this is a later album. This is uh, uh this this song "Smile Like a Killer" is from Inferno, which is their seventeenth studio album. It came I out mean, in, that, in two thousand four. It's gonna Would be you, okay, right? You know what? It's kick ass. Every single but, song that they've ever done was kick ass. And this, uh, were you there when we saw them? I went to see. Oh, the Warfield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was at that. It was Dude, uh, Joe Kelly, that, me, you. Yes. I'm trying to think uh, who else Sean was, was there. there. Sean was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like, my fucking chest was vibrating. Like, I thought oh, I was going to fuck a heart attack. It was terrible. I, th- I seriously think my hearing is impaired because I've seen Motorhead. I've seen Motorhead 14 times. It's the only Jeez. band I've ever seen that many times. That's I was crazy. just, I was always into them. You know, I got to say, that's one thing about John Steele. Like, he would make. Me and my friend Kessler buy him a Motorhead tape just to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. We have to go to like the Camelot Music Store and buy him a Motorhead tape. So I developed a love for Motorhead when I was like in ninth grade. Sure, that's all. Awesome. That's, yeah. that's the coolest part about that too. Is like when you're like a kid and you discover something like that. Ah, just yeah. just an amazing band, amazing band. When I was that young, like I didn't, I, I haven't heard of Motorhead yet, and, and I wish I had discovered them because I would have fucking loved them at that age, you know. Oh yeah, I yeah. know. I mean, it's perfect. Same same with like Iron Maiden. It's kind of like the perfect well, like, age for Slayer that. Slayer was one of those for me. Oh, like, for when sure. I discovered that in like seventh grade, I was like, holy shit! Like, you mean there's better shit than Death Leopard? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. There's a cooler metal, you know? <laughs> anyway, we're going to end the show here. We're smiling like a killer uh, by Motorhead. Thank you. Uh, awesome. Yeah, thank you, poor mus- musician in the UK. Um, anyway, uh, John, thanks for co-hosting the show, yeah, man. man. And people definitely check out Dose. The second issue of Dose just came out. Was it DoseComic.com? What was it? DoseComic.com. DoseComic.com. But more importantly, donate to the Patreon. Forget about Dose. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for co-hosting. You're going to be back. People will be back next week with episode 756. Until then, take it easy. Take it easy.
is so soothing by the way <laughs> you're probably one of the only people i think's ever said that <laughs> <laughs> really what? yeah no, so no, they nice. always say i have like this like whiny jewish voice that's what all my fans say <laughs> oh i think it's so soothing <laughs> i was like oh he's like a sexy voice <laughs> <laughs> well i'll take that as a compliment <laughs> i'm gonna put this as like an outtake on the show 